Hey there, folks. What do you know? We're back. Episode 171 of the Uticast, a classic two-man pod this week as Heather uh, is off. So it's just me and Kevin. We're joined this week by a two-person podcasting interview team as well. Dr. Nick Ungst and Dr. Ashley Moody of Climb Cairo Sports Health joining us this week to talk about uh, all sorts of things about starting a business, about uh, being a chiropractor, about whether or not it's a scam. Yes, we talked about that. It's not, I promise you. Uh, also this week, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Kavanaugh hearings. We're going to talk about Bill Cosby, Elon Musk. Uh, Indonesia, we're going to have a long session of history lessons. We're going to talk about Jimmy John's and Mellow's. We're talk about millennials, and we're going to talk about education, all of these things, and so much more, folks. We're happy to have you here. Episode 171 feels like the first time. The very first time on the Uticast. Oh, yes. Cast episode 171. I, of course, am your host and producer, Sam Famuaro. Joined this week uh, solo by just the legend Kevin Sullivan. Just you and I. Just you and it I. It feels weird because I'm in a different chair, so I don't know if I'll be able to properly cast this week. <laughs> yeah. It's weird to sit in this seat. And it the middle seat. strange. Yeah. My back's to the door. I don't know. This is how I do the interviews of people, so this is what it would be like if yeah, I was yeah. interviewing you for a show. Mm-hmm. I sit in this chair for whatever reason. Uh, yeah, this week, folks, we are joined by... Where's uh, Heather? Oh, uh, Where Heather, Heather? Heather got caught up with uh, some last-minute family stuff. She had a relative who came in from the West Coast, who showed up at the last minute, didn't know it was coming. Uh, a lot of nerve the West Coast folks in the Wazowski family have. Uh, Colorado, so I guess that, is that the West Coast? That's mid, That's the Rockies, I, mean, I yeah. suppose, right? Out west. You can say mm. out west, but you certainly can't say the, west The coast. west coast, yeah, yeah, out west. Anyway... She did send me a really excellent Vimeo uh, that her husband sent of her parenting while her son is using dirty languages, and it's really funny. Oh, yeah? So after we're done, uh, she sent it to me. It's hilarious. It's her epic fail as a mom, she said. It's really good. I don't want to tell people to go look for it on Vimeo because I don't know how to find stuff like that, but... Right. Yeah, but it's on there. It's called OMFG. It's on her husband's Vimeo stream. It's pretty funny. There you go. Uh, But yeah, Heather Heather will be back next week. She did say, in typical Heather fashion... Here, I'll read you some of We have notes from Heather? No, these are the text messages that she sent me. Um, I hate missing any Monday with you guys. Uh, I like my Mondays. I miss seeing you. Don't replace me. Uh, here, I'm going to send you this for our viewing pleasure. Don't replace me. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no. I told. I like how her. she would be mortified if she knew that you were reading her texts on air. No, she's fine. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like, oh my god, I can't get away. <laughs> uh, joining us this week uh, for our interview, uh, Dr. Nick Ungst and Dr. Ashley Moody of Climb Cairo Sports Health. The Unofficial, official chiropractors in Maiden Utica. They have For like sure. four members of Maiden Utica. For sure. Um, if those names don't jump right out to any listeners, because I know a lot of people listening to the show came down to the downtown get down mm-hmm. uh, down at Handshake City. Um, they were instrumental in running and putting together that whole, I can't remember the full name, but the kids. The Ninja, Ninja Warrior, Warrior course, yeah. The obstacle course for the small children. Yeah. Uh, they were the ones out there encouraging the kids and doing times and making mm-hmm. that whole thing, which I thought was probably my favorite thing of the whole yeah. day possible. So yeah. that's who the interview is this week, the people who did that. Yeah, great, context. great folks. We had a nice time talking to them. Uh, let me ask you, because we talked a little bit about it. Are you one of those people who thinks that chiropractors are a scam? 
Or have you heard that that's a thing that exists, that people think chiropractors are a scam? I mean, I've also heard people say that vaccines are a scam, so I don't put too much stock into what I've heard. (laughs) You know what's funny? I was watching, I was in, I'm going to come back to this in a second, but uh, I'm going to come back to it right here. I'll make a point. Come back to it. Come back. Look at you, in show notes. So I'm doing student teaching right now, Uh right? So like two periods a day, I sit in with this 11th grade uh, American history class. Okay. Right. It's pretty cool because I like the teacher's really good and I get to like sort of watch them do live mm-hmm. teaching and sometimes I get involved. And uh, today they were doing a workshop based around the History Channel documentary, uh, The Story of Us. Mm-hmm. If you've ever seen it, it's really good. Um, and they do it about the Revolutionary War. And the Revolutionary War episode, if you go back and watch, I think it's on like Netflix or. Or Amazon, some of the so sure. I, it's it's available somewhere. I've watched it recently. Okay, and they're talking a lot about um, New York history. It's really cool. It's about like uh, upstate New York a little bit, and like people in the frontier and how like these frontiersmen like helped turn the tide of the Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm. And it showed like what New York City looked like back then when it was only like twenty thousand people, mm-hmm. and it's pretty crazy. Uh, but one of the things they talked about was Valley Forge, and that was one of the first times ever that uh, we used vaccination to cure smallpox in the mm-hmm. field. Uh, at the time, smallpox came over from England, um, and Americans didn't really have contact with it for so long that we were they were getting it left and right. Four out of ten people who contracted uh, smallpox at the time died from it. And at Valley Forge uh, was the first time that doctors used this technique that they learned from uh, African slaves called inoculation mm-hmm. uh, to vaccinate troops mm-hmm. uh on the battlefield. And over yes. the course of that battlefield, it went from 4 in 10 to 1 in 50. So mm-hmm. even then, we were aware that the vaccines, pretty good idea. <laughs> so the moral of the story is uh, vaccinate your kids. Vaccinate your kids. And listen to people of different backgrounds. Yes, And other cultures true. have much to give us, and we didn't do it alone. Yeah, and look it up. That's the story of us, America. So, so yeah. is the question, the question's chiropractic. Do I think it's a scam? I don't, but I've never done it. But you like it quite a bit. I do like it quite a bit. And I don't I've, think it's a scam. I've just never been to one, so I couldn't say. I, I think we, we get into it a lot, and I was surprised <coughs> when I asked him that. I said, how often do you get that? Is that a thing you get? And he's like, I probably get it once a day. And I was like, yeah, really? That's pretty crazy to think about. Like, I can't imagine how annoyed I'd be if someone walked up to me every day like, I heard podcasting's a myth. I heard nobody <laughs> really podcasts. All a big elaborate hey, I heard hoax. a witch doctor. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah, so we had a great conversation with them. Uh, a couple things I want to just get out of the way before we get into the murky uh, politics that we'll have to get through oh, about Kavanaugh stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, and by the way, I want to apologize last week because I, I didn't. I went back and listened to some of last week's episode afterwards. Yeah. I don't know if I put together how sick I was. You were deeply sick. I didn't realize it yeah, until the next day. Ill. So I'm very sorry last week for anybody who listened to the show and felt if it was like off track or I was just woozy or lost because I, I don't think I realized until a couple days later how bad I must have sounded on mm. Monday. So sorry about that, folks. I feel bad. A couple things that happened to me today uh, I want to share. One, for all you pet lovers out there, I came into the house and I don't know if you do this when like you come into the house and your cat or dog will like trail around your feet like yeah, come after you all the time. They say hello. They came. They say hello. I was doing a bunch of stuff, putting my bags down, putting groceries in the fridge, putting laundry and stuff down. I kicked Charlie the cat pretty hard in the face. Oh, no. By accident. And I feel, <laughs> I feel really terrible about it. Yeah. And I think the thing that bothered me about it was the minute it happened, I, I could tell that I kicked him. And I put two together. And I yelled at him. I was like, damn it, Charlie. 
because you're an animal and I can't explain to you that I didn't mean to do that. And there's no, and there's no way for you to learn to trust me again. The trust is gone. I think that's the thing. If I like accidentally trip Steve and he falls over, I can apologize to him. I can't apologize to the to the cat in that no. way. You can go pet him. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> I didn't want to go pet him though, because then I was like, no, 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 I don't want to baby him. He's fine. You're fine. I kicked him in the face. I did kick him in the face. I felt bad. Uh, also, I caught a kid jeweling today at school. Yo, yeah. I did jeweling out there. Jeweling at school. Where was he jeweling? Was he jeweling in class? In the bathroom. The jewel is like the vape for the, the vape, kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Vaping in the bathroom. Caught Vaping in the boys' room. Like Vaping that in song. the boys' room. So yeah, I didn't. What's protocol there? What do you do? You uh, catch some kid just like jeweling in the boys' room. What do you do about that? I didn't say anything to him because he's not one of my students. Okay. I didn't know who he was, right? Right. He was obviously shook that he got caught, right? Didn't yeah. think he was going to get caught. I didn't say anything to him. What I did is I went out in the hallway after I washed my hands, and I mentioned to the security guard that you should probably go check the men's room. That's all I said. I said, go check out that men's room. Might be something worthwhile in there, right? He's like, all right. And then I went back to class. That was it. Right? Let him figure it out himself. Mm -hmm. I don't think the kid was, uh, I don't know. I didn't want to, he's not one of my students. If it was one of my kids, I would have made a scene, probably. I'm just oh, not, yeah? Going full scene? I mean, not make it a scene, but like, okay. what are you going to do? You can't, you can't not say something to the kid. You can't I'm saying, not do, do anything. confiscate it? If it was one of my kids, I would have. Right. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to take some random student's thing in the bathroom and then have to have a conversation with the principals about let the security do that. I'll let right. them handle it. That's their job. Man, what a world. Yeah, I'm just not. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, I'm not doing that. Um, so yeah, and the other one I wanted to mention, I didn't go. To I feel like the move is to go in there and you don't say anything the whole time. You don't look at the kid and you go. I didn't bring it up though. And as you're sitting there, you're washing your hands without looking at him. You're like, no, I'm not going to see you in here, jeweling again, am I? Without looking at him, you're just washing your hands real carefully mm. and just sort of intimidating. I think you're horrifying when you just walk out of the bathroom and the kid's just mm. in tears. I was enough. I was enough of a party kid to know. When something doesn't smell right. I don't know what it... It didn't smell like school. That's all I knew. I walked uh -huh. in there. I was like, this is not a naturally occurring public school smell. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, mm, something's wrong. So, there you go. A lot of adulting today I had to do. Dealing yeah, with see. cats and dealing with jewels. Uh, Kev, I just want to mention, because I didn't go to it this week, but I think you did. Did you go to the Oktoberfest down in Saranac? I did go to yeah, the Oktoberfest yeah. at Saranac. Uh, how was it? Did you enjoy yourself? I had a great time. It yeah, was yeah. excellent. There were a lot of people out there. There was a great turnout. Um... Our Common Roots was playing. They did an nice. awesome job, as they always do. Um, bring those guys on one of these days. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. they're really cool guys. They're really nice. Um, and saw a lot of people down there. Um, it was nice. It was a good hang. I enjoyed the Oktoberfest. Mm. It's, always, it's a good time. It was a perfect day, which was really helpful. Yeah. Like, the sun was out and shining, but it wasn't so warm that it was, like, hot. Mm. And it was just sort of perfect kind of weather. Uh, shout out to anyone, by the way, who went out to any of the main Utica events this weekend. The Book Jam or mm -hmm. the, the Meatballs event that was happening yeah. on Sunday with Smith, Smith Market folks. Uh, I actually did not go to either very much. I uh, had to work both days this week, yes. which, is, which I think should be illegal, mind you. That you should work both, <laughs> days, on the both days on the week. It is. That's literally. I mean, those are those are the <laughs> it really the four really, hour work week. Really should be illegal. Um, no, I. It was. They were both like short events, but they were both in weird times of the day where I sort of had to plan the whole rest of my day around it. Right. It was like from four forty five to six forty five. I'm like ah. Uh, it's like a weird time of the day, and the other one was early in the morning. I would prefer it to be early in the morning if I'm going to do one. Get of it out of the way. Yeah, get it out of the way. Work on a weekend day. Get it out of the way. I will say, I went to the Buddy Walk though. That was at uh, City Hall in Utica. Yeah. And of course, I ran into uh, 
our GFOP of the show, Anthony Brindisi. Oh, yeah? Who's out there doing his thing, Very shaking cool. hands. He was out there with Anthony Pacenti, who I've... What is the buddy walk, by the buddy way? Buddy walk is for Down syndrome, I want to say. Okay. It's uh, I, I, it's either that or multiple scrolls. So I feel bad that I don't remember right it's now. Up, it's, is it like a... Do they walk, they walk like laps or do they walk like a long so route? So it's a one-mile walk. It's very short. Okay. Very, very short. Right, right. They start in City Hall. It's a fundraiser. Have, yeah, yeah. They have the... The kids come out. I think we had 160 kids from Proctor alone who came out. So uh-huh. the turnout was pretty good, right? Um, yeah. Raised a lot of money. Uh, really nice turnout. Uh, food trucks were there. There was music playing. Uh, it was a nice day. It was a little rainy. I wish mm-hmm. it wasn't so rainy. I think that there's also another event, I think, going. There's a lot of events going on on Sunday, mm-hmm. too. But it was nice to see uh, Brindisi and Pacente coming out, uh, showing showing support for local events. Mm-hmm. I don't really know Anthony Pacente. I feel like he's another guy I should probably bring on the nice show. Guy. I've met him a couple should of times. Bring him on he's the show. Uh, uh, he'd probably come on. He'd be an interesting conversation. He's been doing his job for a long time. And, you know, he's really instrumental in dealing with a lot of things that move more to a state level. Yeah. Which gets yeah. into a really interesting section of talking about, you know, the next level up from just, like, the local political structure mm-hmm. and the issues we face mm-hmm. as just a city alone. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Bernissi, on the other hand, did say he is going to come back on sometime in the next few weeks. So we are going to get him one more time before, before the election. Yeah. So Very cool. please, for anyone who's listening, if you have any questions you want to send into him, uh, please do it. Cause I've talked to him so many times now that it's sometimes tough for me to come up with new and new stuff to talk about. He's been on like four or five times now. So right. I'd like to, if you have any questions you want to bring up, uh, please send them to me. Let me know. Cause when the next mm-hmm. few weeks, we reaching out to him, try and get him on, uh, before the November elections. And as a corollary to anybody who's listening, if you know or have any contact for Claudia Tenney, <laughs> yes. please let her know that I would like her to come on the show to speak with me. Anybody. Mm. Just get her on. Anytime before the elections, we can do it. We'll go anywhere. We'll travel anywhere in the state. We just want to talk about it on the show, so uh, reach out. Yes. Claudia? Yes. It's coming up. Vote, folks. It's important. Yeah, it's time. Uh, everyone's going to make sure they're registered. We're getting yeah. close. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get into the national news of the week. I guess we... Oh, boy. What have you got for me? Well, I don't. I guess the question is, how do you want to approach talking about Kavanaugh? Because I have a couple things that I've been thinking about that sort of stick out in my Okay, head. what's on your mind? So I think of all the things that have happened over the last week with... Uh-huh. with it's been wild. It's been yeah. in an exhausting news cycle. An exhausting it's been for the last two years. Uh, it's been... Real heavy. It's last tough. Week. It's been tough, and I I didn't I have to I'll say full. I was working for half of the hearings. By the time I got home, by the time I started watching what I saw of the hearings, it was just Kavanaugh's portion. I will admit I've only seen uh, Doctor Ford's portion in clips and in sure. analysis. The right? Does, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I did watch a good portion of Kavanaugh's um, section, job interview, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Um, and I really was frustrated by a lot of things particularly how old everybody is that's yeah, the thing that's that the really thing. really stuck in my mind when i was watching this it really felt like i was watching my grandparents argue yeah. i was like this is unsettling uh and but even during that event i looked at jeff flake and i was like i don't know i don't get this guy i'm really mm-hmm. confusing guy he's leaving in what six weeks he's out of, he's out of his job he's resigning something like that something, yeah. yeah six weeks at the end of this whatever he's on the, he's on the way out mm-hmm He's well-documented, is not liking Trump, and not really, like, supporting him. No, that's not. the. So he's well-documented as going out of his way to appear in the media as yeah. if he opposed the agenda, but then he votes with him every with single him, time. Right. He's po- yeah, because he's postured because he's running for president. And what I kept thinking to myself was, this is a good opportunity if he really wanted to, to do something, to stick it to Trump. If it really was a moment where he wanted to take a stand and right. have his moment where his he could be remembered as making this... This, this sure. shift. This could have been his moment. 
And he didn't take it. Because he doesn't want it. He didn't want it. And then... Because he can never get elected again. Yeah. If right. he does that. Yeah. If you spit in these, these Trump maniacs have got the party, they've got their party hostage. Yeah. And so they can't, like, these he's, people are backed up. This is Frankenstein's monster. You think he's running for president? Oh, 100%. Really? Uh, Jeff, Jeff Flake? Are you kidding me? Jeff Flake? Huh. Yeah, that's the whole, that's everybody's take. I mean, that's the whole push on him is he's resigning, so he's trying to appear. He knows the clusterfuck that's coming down the road at some point yeah. and all this thing comes to a head. Mm -hmm. So he's getting himself out there early and posturing to be a guy who can be like, look, I was saying it back then. I knew this guy was a problem. It's like, yeah, okay, you can say you knew he was a problem, but you didn't do anything meaningful. And I think that's the thing. You're like, this could have been his moment. It could have been, But yeah. he didn't actually want that. He doesn't actually want that, I don't think. If he made that his moment, mm -hmm. isn't there a better chance he becomes president? No. Because, no, worse no, chance. Because yeah. he loses most of his base... But anybody who's on the left still knows that he's full of shit and isn't going to oh, vote shit. for him anyway. Right. So he just shoots mm, himself in the foot. He needs that base. Huh. That's the, you're, he's not mm. going to. There's nothing that guy can do yeah. with his voting record that's going to pull any no. kind of numbers from the left. That's going to put him in any kind of real competitive yeah. position with a Democratic candidate. So after I watched the hearings, I thought a couple things. I said, "Man, Kavanaugh, I, you know, I don't want to go out on a limb and say he did it. I have no proof, but I feel like if I'm oh, he was guilty as hell." He came off pretty guilty. He, he seemed, came off very, very guilty. Here's my take. Here's, Just watching him. The thing, like, the, yeah. the everybody's gotten really caught up talking about this in terms of, like, guilty, not guilty. Like, it's a trial. And they're like, well, due process and innocent until guilty. All that stuff works in court. But this is this was this man's job interview. Yeah, job interview. And that's the point. <laughs> like, whether, whether he ever did any yeah. of these, like, specific assaults or rapes that he was accused of, whatever it is is besides the point at this point. Right. And leaving in mind that he, in his confirmation process before, perjured himself multiple times and they just kicked it through because the Democrats had no challenge power. Get rid of all that. Even with that being said, this man's demeanor and performance in this interview mm -hmm. was enough alone in my eyes to see that he's not fit to sit on the highest court in all the land right. for life. Yeah, I agree. We also need term limits for Supreme Court justices. Oh, my God. 18 years. Oh, my God. Oh 18 my God, years sure. would be a good term limit for Supreme mm -hmm. Court justice because you get a couple administrations, so you've still got that permanence. Yeah. And uh, we need to do something about the Senate. Yep. It doesn't make sense for California to have two people in the Senate and then for somebody like Wyoming with no mm -hmm. population to also have two people representing yeah. the same votes. I want to I get into this because it's been something that's been on my mind all day. What I do you got? I listen to this podcast called The Daily. It's the New York Times podcast. They do mm -hmm. it in the mornings. It's like 22 minutes long. And it's really, it's, if you're looking for a good like early morning politics podcast, it's very strong. Mm -hmm. Really good. They played the audio that exists. I think there's video that exists too of Jeff Flake being confronted after Thursday. Yeah, I saw the video. Did you see it? It's it's heart-wrenching. Did you watch it? No, I've listened to the audio. You should watch it because the crazy thing about when you watch it is because like he's sitting there, they're trying to close the elevator, and this elevator just won't yeah. shut. And you can tell. Like you've never seen the look on this man's face. Mm. It was just you could like you, yeah. you it was really compelling. Yeah. And the wild thing was when he went in and they did that big dramatic thing in the Senate chambers where he walked out for an hour, hour yeah. and a half and then I mean, came Ka back. Evan, uh, Kuhn, uh, Chris Coon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, then when he came back in and said we're gonna do a sham week long investigation where we can only interview four people. Um but when he came back in, at that point, nobody in that Senate chamber besides him knew that elevator incident yeah. had happened because that news hadn't broken. Yeah. So, like, that's a – it's crazy with so many cameras on it mm. to watch these things play out in such real time. There's a moment on the audio that I listened to where the younger of the two women uh -huh. is sort of just really, like, really impassioned. It's worth listening to or watching. It's, 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 it's really yeah. – it's amazing. It's amazing footage. Mm -hmm. And she just says, look at me. Mm -hmm. When I'm talking to you, 
because he can't look at her. And that's it, what I'm saying. And that's at that why the moment, video is wild. That moment, I feel like it, it's a weird. There's a distance between politicians and the and the and people. The, and, the people. Mm-hmm. and in this weird moment where this person is yelling at this politician, look. Look at me when I look at me in the eye when I'm telling to you like you're telling me that what happened doesn't matter mm-hmm. and uh, it, it it had to affect what happened it's, it had to it I'm, had to well you wouldn't I mean that's why you have to watch yeah. if you watch the video you have much yeah. less questions yeah. because you can watch man. that you man. can watch the man's face like man. that's what the video is and that's the power of being able to be to speak to your constituents so yeah. Claudia please come talk to us that's and I don't even like I don't want to yell yeah. at you in the elevator yeah. um I'm above that but like this is the thing like yeah. I mean if any of these people had to look their constituents in the f- I mean that's why Claudia Tenney has gone on the record as being scared of her constituents and not willing to meet yeah. with anybody in her district who doesn't directly agree with her because yeah. these people know they know what they're doing is fucking deplorable I mean yeah. Jeff Flake said today that or yesterday, he's like, yeah, the only reason I was able to come in and call for this investigation is because I'm not running for re-election. If I was yeah. running for re-election, I wouldn't have done it. Exactly. So you mean to tell me you think mm-hmm. this is the right thing? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, like, this is a problem because these people get held hostage. Is Flake the most apt last name yeah, uh, for a it's pretty good in the history? It's pretty good. It's really, yeah. there's definitely some, uh, yeah. yeah, definitely some <laughs> irony there. And there's one more thing I want to talk about, and this is a little bit less serious, but still... Mind-blowingly fascinating it's to me. It's frustrating that all this politics stuff is so serious these days because I wish I was more free to enjoy the the errant comedy of it. Let's talk about Mark Judge for a second. So Mark Judge yeah. has a book that he wrote. Mark Judge is the guy who was uh, Kavanaugh's uh, buddy Kavanaugh's back buddy. in the day, the guy who was accused of being in the room, just for because there's so many names to keep track of. Mark Judge was in the room, mm-hmm. theoretically, and he wrote a book. There's a real book. It's called Wasted... Tales of a Gen X Drunk by Mark Judge. I went to see... You cannot get this book. I went, yeah, yeah. To, I went to Amazon. There's one hardcover copy. It's $2,000. It's insane. This book has a character named Bart O. Kavanaugh. Yeah. In the book. Yeah. Why did Judge not come testify? Did he refuse to come testify? No, they, they won't because they don't want him because they're not calling him. The Republicans aren't calling so them because they know. It's I mean, not weird. They know. This is the best book advertisement I've ever had. I've, I've never wanted to read a book more in my life. My it's amazing. It's amazing. I, I think you can, I, get, you can get a PDF online uh, yeah. for free. But the thing with the PDF, though, is with a book like this in these trying times, you really want hard copy hard source copy. because an yeah. online PDF could theoretically be edited in any way, shape, or form. You know what I mean? So. And the book's been... I looked this up today, actually. The book's been out of publishing rights for long enough where the rights revert back to Mark Judge. So the publishing company, or the original publishing company, doesn't have the rights to republish or like do another re-edition of the book. They can't publish more if they want to. Right. So Because they certainly would be. Because, oh my <laughs> God, think about that. If you're the publishing house and this happens, you still have the rights, you're like, boys, we're in. Yeah. We got it. Uh, all right, let's move on. I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, but no, they're not calling him on purpose because they knew about all this stuff before he got nominated. They knew this when they nominated him. The Republicans, like Grassley and all them boys, they knew. <laughs> they knew. They knew what they were doing. Trump knew what he was doing. Uh, a couple other big news stories this week that kind of got uh, pushed aside by this. There's a huge uh, tsunami in Indonesia. Yeah. Have you oh, seen this? Have you, did you see the video? Eight hundred and thirty-two people died. I believe it. It's insane. Yeah, well, think about, I mean, it's a different world. Stories coming out today, actually, I heard, that there are supposed to be 22 different, um, like, security and uh, protection or detection measures in place right. to detect these kind of things. 
and none of them have been in working order for years, apparently. Of course not. Yeah. So, like, again, there's no system in place to predict no. this. That's why you have no, such... Dude, yeah. I, I mean, listen, we don't want to get too bleak, but, like, yeah, we're not safe from nature. That's no. sort of what everybody's been talking about. Uh, also this week, uh, Bill Cosby uh, go to jail. jail. Three to ten years. Sure did. That's so weird. It's so weird. Uh, here's it's so a, weird. Here's a little bit of irony for you. Uh, his first meal in prison actually included vanilla pudding as oh, a dessert. Yeah. yeah, it's See? a little bit of irony. Tasty, tasty irony. Um, and then Elon Musk. What's going on with Elon Musk? He stepped down as was it chairman of the company, but he's staying on as CEO. Yeah, because they got they got hit by the <laughs> FEC, I think. I feel like those three stories would have been like the biggest stories of the week otherwise. Like Bill Cosby, Elon Musk, Tsunami, all of them got pushed aside by Did Kevin. they? I feel like they were everywhere this week. I like I mean they're the stories because you saw them. Yeah. Right? I guess. They're all in like the back half of the stories that I'm reading this week. They're all like the also this week parts of the news, I feel like. Yeah. Well. Anything else you want to talk about this week? Because I feel like we need to get oh, to the man, interview. I mean, there's there's, you know. I'll sit here and I'll chat about the week for an hour. So you just navigate me, guide me through the waters. Uh, well, I don't. Interview I feel time? like, yeah, I think it's time for interview. Okay. Uh, unless you want to talk about the Ryder Cup. What's that? Golf. That's golf. Oh man. Um. Uh, U.S. lost. My to brother Europe. likes golf. Follow him on Twitter. Yeah, big big underscore. He tweets about golf a lot. Uh, and then just one news story that says shark injures stalks teen at Southern California beach. Yeah, sharks live at the beach, guys. I don't know if you knew, I don't know if you knew that. That's where they live. Just uh, everybody mostly at the beach. Mostly they don't catch you in parking lots. Different though. Shark stalking you. That's kind of wild. Can you imagine like every time you come to the beach, no matter time that same shark comes back? Is it one of these days, my friend? He's one out of there. These days flipping me off with one fin. All right, let's get to this week's interview. Uh, GFOPs of the show already. We had a great time talking. Uh, Doctor Nick Ungst and Doctor. Uh, Ashley Moody, what a great name. We talked about what a great name Ashley Moody is, like a detective's name. That is a good name. It's a great name. Moody specifically is a good, uh, that's a good surname to have. Nick, I told Nick he should take that as his last name. I think of it, Nick Moody. He should be Nick Moody. That's not bad. I would, I would Dr. Nick Moody? Not that Unkst isn't a great last name, but Nick Moody's a pretty strong name as well. All right, let's get to this week's interview. We went really long uh, with the folks between uh, behind Climb Cairo Sports Health. They were also... Uh, very uh, de- uh, uh, very influential and helped us out here at the opening of Handshake City with their Children's Ninja Warrior course. Good friends, uh, Nick and Ashley. Check them out. Back in just a moment. feels like we mm-hmm. yeah well dude yeah even yesterday i was like wow the trees changed like last night like, yes. like all of a sudden the yeah. leaves are brown i had to go to an event this morning down at uh, city hall it was like okay. the buddy walk whatever yeah it is right yeah. and um woke up this morning to get dressed and i looked at the thermometer and i did the double take it was like 48 degrees <laughs> yeah, like, 48 yeah. like, what is yeah. this what kind of nonsense is uh-huh. this what uh, is happening fast it really does fast. it happens fast here in general in upstate yeah. new york i feel like you get that 
was like three and a half weeks of summer. Yeah. yeah. That real oppre- <laughs> that, and then there's that real oppressive like two weeks where it's like this is like hotter than the yeah. than the summer. Yeah, this is or terrible. You're just, like, yeah. Waiting for snow. And this is why everyone gets sick. Like I got sick last week for like three days. Yeah. And every kid in my school got sick. Yeah. <laughs> everyone I know got sick. My voice is still kind of gone. We had a lot of sick patients last week. Oh yeah. It's yeah. that temperature change. It's yep. that it's that mm-hmm. big drop in temperature. Yep. And even if you don't have like seasonal allergies, then boom, it's getting you anyway. It's oh yeah. Well, uh, I want to thank you guys for taking some time out of your Sunday afternoon as we pull back the curtain when I record these interviews. It's a a chilly (laughs) Sunday here in South Utica. There are people moving in upstairs and also next door. door, Yeah, Yeah, so if you hear all sorts of clumping around or and the cat's floating around here somewhere, so he could. There's a cat here. Uh, Yeah, he's he. You'll he'll make his presence known at some point in time. He'll make it very clear. I'm becoming more of a cat guy. Yeah. Art, you I was know never a cat guy until this year. You have really? Pretty yeah. much a cat. Now. Yeah. Do you have? You have? You guys have a cat? We well, yeah, kind of have two cats now. Yeah. The one of them is one of them is like a, your normal run at the mill just cat. The other one was this outdoor that cat. Doesn't anything to do with you. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. yeah. The other the other one was a feral cat who has <laughs> since found his way into our home and our hearts. His name outdoors. his name is Outdoor Kitty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the cat who lurks around the studio, Charles the Uticat. He's um he used to be. You guys know Justin from Made New York, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and in fact, thank you guys for coming out for Handshake City. Oh, definitely. Yeah, thank you. Doing absolutely. that excellent I mean, Kids Ninja Warrior course, yeah, which is probably the, the star-stealing event of the show. Kids yeah, loved it. <laughs> yeah. I'm always shocked whenever little kids don't hurt themselves. Kids have, like, amazing resiliency. They can just they fall do. on the ground and just be like, I'm fine. Everything's great. That was our, our biggest fear uh, during the entire thing. I was like, I just don't. I want, I want this to be fun balls. enough, yeah. but I want it to be fun enough where kids don't get injured. And there was yeah. only one kid who fell, and it was, like, that moment where Ash and I both looked at each other. Because he <laughs> fell pretty hard, too. <laughs> he literally landed directly on his butt. And there was that moment where his, his mom looked at me, and I looked at her, and I looked at Ash, and I was like, oh, God. And, they just go, and then he kind of, like... Stop. He brushed himself off and just took off running. He's like, oh, thank God. He's okay. It's always about that second of response that happens with yep. a kid, right? Mm-hmm. My niece and nephew are like that. If they fall and I go, oh, sweetie, are you get me? You make me yeah. fuss out of yeah. it. They'll freak out. But yeah. if they're like, come on, get up. Let's go. Let's go. Let's yeah. move it along. Like okay. the wood chips went flying and everything. Like my heart skipped a beat. Well, uh, maybe you because Justin Parkinson, it was his cat. He used to live upstairs. Okay. okay. And the cat was raised with all these dogs they have these big dogs so the cat has a lot of dog like tendencies yeah that's um and then justin moved uh down the road and now the cat stays now it's my cat the cat decided to live here it chose me i don't know why i'm like the grumpiest meanest of all the people who live here i'm just like the little cats are kind of grumpy and mean creatures which makes them endearing right kindred spirits yeah i kind of have to say i've always been a dog person i grew up around dogs my parents my not my parents my dad was sort of kind of a hunter. He would go like rabbit hunting once in a while. Yeah. So we had beagles, yeah, up, okay. which yeah. are loud. Yeah, they are. Uh, and, kind of, <laughs> and kind of stinky too. My dad had beagles as yeah. well, and they're a very unique little creature. They're very, they're very odd creatures. Yeah. Uh, well, you guys made it. We've already gone four minutes. I haven't introduced you guys. Um, <laughs> joining us this week, uh, my good friends from Climb Chiropractic Sports Health. I think that's the full. That is, is yeah. the full yeah. title. Uh, Dr. Nick Ungst and Dr. Ashley Moody. Thank you guys for joining us. No problem. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, what you guys do when you guys are, you know, for a lot of people who don't know, I go in to see uh, Dr. Nick specifically because he's my he's my chiropractor. I guess that's weird to say. <laughs> that is. Uh, it's just weird to say. Like I say, when, when my barber comes in, I'm like, "This is my barber." And like, uh, 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 so what you do generally, Nick, when you come in is you give me uh, physical adjustments and you stretch me out and you move me around. My goal here today is to give you guys sort of a mental adjustment. I'm going to give Perfect, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> uh, so, Dr. Ashley, I'm going to start yeah. with you. Okay. Uh, can I not call you Dr. Ashley? Should yeah, I call just it? call me Ashley. Okay, Ashley. Cool. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say this. 
Two things to start. One, mm-hmm. I've heard you're a little concerned about being on the microphone. Are you, are you upset? Are you concerned? Is it overwhelming <laughs> for you? <laughs> I always let Nick's like the talker, and I just I kind of smile it. and like. <laughs> 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 You've known me long enough. Uh, well, I'll say this: we talked about it a little bit last time. What a phenomenal name you have! You have a name, <laughs> Ashley Moody is like the name that a kid comes up with in a story they write when they're young and don't think, you know, like, this is this wouldn't be a real name if someone put it in a story. Uh, have people always talked about your name being very striking in that way? Um, yeah, but you, I grew up in the country, so mm-hmm. it was more like I was made fun of because people would go, like, moody. Oh, like, oh yeah. wow. Like so a cow? It, yeah, like a cow. So oh, it can go either man, way. Man, it can either really be, like, really cool or people would be like, Oh, your last name's Moody. Are you Moody? Like Ooh. people always say that too. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I can. You know what? That's interesting. I can see where this would have swung it somewhere can go along the way. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can go either way. Really, like yeah. it's a, the home of a lot of bad puns. Yeah. That name. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, let me well, let me start. You said you grew up in the country. Where were yeah. you? Where were you born? So I grew up in Newport, New York, which is like 30 Newport. minutes north of Utica. North of Utica. Yeah. How big in terms of like city, town, village? Oh God, it's so small. There's a blinking yellow light in my town. So you're talking so, like less than like what? Like a thousand people. So really maybe? small, really, yeah. really. Yeah. What schools did you go to? Then? I went to West Canada. West Canada. Yeah, West All Canada right. Valley. So my graduating class, I think it was like seventy six people, and that was a big class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my graduating class at Proctor when I graduated for yeah. context, folks, was five hundred and sixty kids. That That's was my so uh, just the senior. That's so uh, many for me. Yeah. Did you did you sort of enjoy not the solitude necessarily, but sort of the peace and quiet, sort of the, oh, the nature it. aspect of it? Yeah, I loved it. Like we grew up playing outside. Like that's what we did. We were always outside. We were running around. Like Nick makes fun of me, so this is actually like okay. It's funny because I'm on a podcast. <laughs> I've never downloaded music, <laughs> so that's like a fun like crazy fact song. about myself. <laughs> yeah, I never had to. Like I like had friends that like would just give me playlists and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, thanks guys. I'm just gonna go play outside now. It's like, funny you say that because I talk about this with my students at the high school now. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was I, I graduated in high school in '04, so that gives you some context for age wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember in 2003, 2004, you go out to the parking lot, you go to the cars, people are listening to all the same stuff yeah. in their mm-hmm. cars, wherever the like the hottest track was. Yeah. At our time, it was Get Rich or Die Trying by 50 yeah. Cent, yeah. like the uh, 8 Mile soundtrack, and like mm-hmm. Sean Paul and stuff. Yep. But Absolutely. there was sort of a, there was a collective to it, because everyone was sort of listening to the yep. same kind of things. And now with like the internet and the way that people discover music yeah. now, it it's music's different. become very insular anyway. People, it's almost for yourself and less yeah. for everybody else. Mm-hmm. So what did you? What were you listening to back then? What was your? Pretty much the same stuff you said. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and everyone had mm. like we just would burn CDs and pass them off. Mm. Like, what kind of? Uh, what was your subgenre of student? Were you like a nerd? Were you an oh, athletic type? Were you? I was uh, an athletic nerd. Athletic yeah. nerd. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The good a hybrid. Yeah, I was a hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> what sport were you playing? Were you doing like? Uh... Um, I played soccer and track. Soccer and track. Yeah. Very nice. Mm-hmm. That's a good combination. It's they're they're easier ones. Like I have no hand eye coordination with like basketball and stuff like that just not my thing yes I'm one of those kids actually who grew up and I loved sports mm-hmm. loved it loved it but have I do have zero coordination I just can't do it I don't know why <laughs> I was actually I just did an interview for somebody else's podcast and they sent me back a transcript that I had filled out this little like inter- interview sheet and one of the things I talked about that I always say was I hated the idea of working out like going to the gym and doing reps yeah. or like running on a treadmill so any sort of time I could take working out and supplant it for a sport or a game and yeah. sort of disguise the fact that I was working out, right. I always thought that was a better thing yeah. for me personally. Because yeah. yeah. I find the actual process of like going to the gym and like doing this machine with the arms yeah. closed yeah. is very is very yeah. 
not appealing to yeah, me. That's almost one of the big pushes of like uh, initiatives into like children's fitness now. Mm-hmm. It's like let's stop making them like do these things they don't want to do. We have mm-hmm. to turn these into games, into games or yeah. sports yeah. or ex- like these kind of things. Just like, like the ninja course. No, it's turned yeah. it into mm-hmm. a game. It's true though, yeah. and it, honestly, because it really is an attention span thing. Yeah, I, and I'm not I'm not ragging on this generation. I, whenever I, I say stuff like this, people are like, "Ah, old man." Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I just don't think that like I think as adults, it's important to sort of keep an eye on where the trends are. As uh, teachers, we have to talk about this all the time. Now, so, uh, I added you on Facebook this morning so yeah, I could do my research, yeah. but I didn't look back to see if you added me. So a lot of the research I have to do your stuff was off of your, uh, the website, which is okay. uh, climbchirosportshealth.com for yep. people who want to check out the website. Um, so you went to Upstate Medical University yes, for college? Yes, I did. Um, so I went there and I got my bachelor's in medical technology. Okay. Um, so... Then medical technology. Medical technology. What's that sort of pertain to? Is that like so? Just... It's actually lab work. So lab you get work. your okay. blood drawn. Like mm-hmm. I was the person in the lab who did all the tests. Um, so I worked actually over at CNEs for three years, um, and then decided to go back to school for chiropractic. So at that time, you're going to college for the medical tech thing. Are you thinking mm-hmm. you want to go like be a nurse? You want to be no. Well, what, what were you thinking? You had no idea. You just the, weren't sure. Yeah. And I totally fell into medical technology. Originally, I was going to school for PT, and then I shadowed a couple mm-hmm. clinics, and I said. I don't know, like, this isn't, like, the right fit for me. Like, I wanted to be more hands-on. Um, um, and so then I decided to go f- for lab tech, which was, like, kind of, like, <laughs> definitely hands not hands-on at all. Um, but it was fun, and I liked it, and I really liked working in hematology and blood sure. bank, and yeah. I thought it was very interesting. And it's a hard job honestly in the sense of like it's it's grueling it's non-stop there's a lot of pressure and mm. it just kind of got old for me like that yeah. was just not what I wanted to do um and so I kind of fell into chiropractic <laughs> interesting now yeah. when was the first time that sort of came into your periphery like what about like the chiropractic stuff appealed to you was that something yeah. you were aware of early on or so Yes and no. So I was actually in a car accident when I was younger. Um, and so I mm. had a lot of like mid back pain that resulted from it. Mm. And I went to a chiropractor um, who treated me and it helped my mid back. But I actually started getting some discomfort in my neck and my low back. Mm-hmm. And I was probably like 18 at the time. Really? So I just stopped going. And I was like, those chiropractors are crazy. I'm never <laughs> going back to them like ever again. Um, so I just dealt with it. And then uh, while I was actually working at Saini's, one of my coworkers talked me into going to see their chiropractor. She's like, no, they're different. Like, just go try it. You don't like it. You don't have to go back. And I was like, okay. Um, so I went, and it just completely changed everything for me. Um, I was pain-free for the first time since I was maybe 16 um, and running comfortably because at the time I was running a lot. And it just – I felt really, really good in my body and – fell in love with the idea of chiropractic and the profession mm-hmm. and thought, well, why can't I go do this and be able to help people like this every day too? So that's kind of how I fell into it. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, yeah. after this, you went to Upstate Medical and that went, and it was to New York New York Chiropractic College? Yeah. Yep. Where's that? That's it's in, in Seneca Falls, New York, okay. so out in the Finger Lakes. All right. Now, uh, I have to ask, because I think this is where my research is going to take a turn. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys meet at New York Chiropractic? We did. Okay, yes. yeah. 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 So if that's the case, I'm going to ask you a little bit about your experience there. Yeah. What did you What did you feel like when you were there? Did you enjoy it? Is it... It is a whirlwind. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> it is just... All day long, you are just in class, and then you're home studying, and then you're in class, yeah. and you're home studying, and it's it's a lot of work, 
but it's so much fun while you're doing it because everyone there is under the same pressure and you're going through the same thing with everybody and it's it's a very high stress environment yeah. which for me I was never wired I guess to like be competitive in that manner and then it makes you almost be competitive so that was a very different um thing for me and my nerd level kind of <laughs> propelled up quite a bit let me ask you this just because uh it's one of the things one of the things i do at my job is i have to do um interviews with these these kids in my mm-hmm. school yeah we, they're called personal learning plans okay. one of the things on the personal learning plan is you ask them like at this grade and every year you update them but every grade you're like what are you thinking about in terms of careers yeah. in terms mm-hmm. of a job and yeah a lot of times kids say you know something in the medical field and they don't it's very vague i yeah. don't want to i want to be a doctor I yeah mm-hmm. work in the yeah. whatever mm-hmm. right and i always ask them i was like great what do you think are some of the challenges that you'll face? And they always sort of like stare at me blankly and I have to like feed them the challenges. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say was a surprising challenge you didn't expect about getting into the medical field? Sudden so you know, I know it's generally like expensive is like a thing people like, talk about. Yeah, but that is, that's probably one of the it's it's expensive. And like you don't realize like so if you're a medical doctor coming out of school, like your pay is a lot higher than if you're a chiropractor coming out of school. So right. that was something you don't realize like uh-huh. When you have such high loans and, like, the actual income from your profession is very, very different. So that was definitely something uh, registers and bursters' office don't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, loans thing, the loans thing is crazy. Even, yeah. as, an, even as an educator, right? Yeah. Like going to school for education. To be a teacher now, you have to have your bachelor's and you have to ma- have your master's. Crazy. Now, That's to think, again, to give context to our listeners, my mom, who is in, I won't give her age but she's been teaching, <laughs> she's been teaching for she was teaching for 44 years before she retired that was 10 years ago right yeah. so some idea she did she got a bachelor's from geneseo and then yeah. immediately started teaching right. so yeah. only in like this 40 34 years it changed that fast, it changed that fast yeah. right and it is that's why we lost a lot of people in the teaching industry because yeah. no one's like what why am i putting all this money in for a job that even at its max is only going to pay me this much i'm always going to be like mm-hmm. fighting out yeah. of it yeah. so yeah, yeah. The, the cost of it's higher hard. education is getting absolutely astronomical it's it's insane that's mm-hmm. for cool. anybody it's nuts and all those things are changing so fast like that like even as of like like to speak to physical therapy as of like 10 years ago you'd come out with a bachelor's in pt and be a physical therapist yeah. now you have to have now a doctorate, have a doctorate. Yeah. well that's with kind of 10 years well with teaching they give you the sort of backward drop like well you can teach with your bachelor's or whatever but then yeah. you have to get your master's over a certain time and then you walk into that trap which is teaching and then also going to school at the same time yeah. which yeah. is like yeah. a super nightmare yeah. <laughs> uh, all right let's You're take a living nightmare it's, yeah. a living nightmare. it's yeah. true it's brutal uh let's take a break for one second yeah. actually we'll come back to you in just a moment Perfect. um dr hunks yeah nice yeah. to see just you outside, outside. <laughs> uh well i'm going to but i need yeah. you to do me a favor first. for sure i'm going to hand you this card okay oh there's a there's a quote on this card mm-hmm. i want you to say it loudly and proudly for me i will I hand you the card i will there you go Hi, everybody. Hi, Dr. Nick. <laughs> All right, I gotta ask you, how many times have you gotten the Dr. Nick joke over the time of your life? Many times. Many times. Right? <laughs> many times yeah. You know what's funny? When I came in to see you, Nick, the first time, yeah. um, I came home. I, did, I didn't make that connection. It wasn't until I walked home and I was like talking about chiropractor uh, session with Kevin, my roommate. And he's like, Dr. Nick, huh? Like like from The Simpsons. Yeah. Oh my God, I missed that joke. <laughs> You're like one of the first people to ever miss that joke, especially as Simpsons fans. Too. <laughs> uh, so let me ask you this. We already know a little bit about you. Yeah. I know a little bit about you from our time together, but mm-hmm. let's run through a little bit. You were born in Pittsburgh? Or? No, I was born in Williamsport, Williamsport. Pennsylvania. Okay. Yep, so like central PA. 
Uh, big Steelers fan, big Pittsburgh. Yeah, man, you have to be right. <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely have to be. And uh, so you were raised out there. You had brothers, sisters. I do. I have two brothers, one older, one younger. I'm so right you're in the middle. middle. I'm in the middle, mm. middle child. Did you feel ignored? As I didn't feel ignored. You know, <laughs> just in case my mom or dad is listening, I felt like you gave me enough attention. So, yeah. Were you guys close in age? Or are you? Uh, three years apart on each side. So my younger oh, brother's okay. three years younger than me. My older brother's three years older. Nice. Are they sort of? Are they also like doing. Health stuff, medical stuff. My right? older brother, yes, he uh, is a neuroscience tech. Oh wow! Um, out in Colorado now, nice. actually. My younger brother, he um, my younger does a little bit of everything. He's the artistic one. Where he's a musician. He can do. He, younger kids didn't. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. You give the kid anything, and he can play it. It's, it's amazing. Literally anything. Yeah. We bought him as a joke for Christmas one year at the Five Below. It's literally like this little mat that's supposed to go in the front of the toilet. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and you're just like playing with it, like with your toes. It looks like a piano. That's pretty good. It's a piano. Yeah. That's amazing. It's a piano. And he like whips this thing out and starts playing a song on it. Oh, yeah. Like, I was like, oh my God, Clay. We'll get like, videos of him sitting on the toilet, just videos just of his, his feet toes. with his toes playing songs yeah. on this actual little mat. God, he's good. Actually play it. Yeah. You know, musicians are weird in that way. I'm, yeah. I grew up playing music and it is yeah. it is sort of funny. If you if you give a musician any sort of weird code, we can figure something yeah, out. Yeah, you can figure yeah, something out. You can figure out how to He has this one called a bean joe. Which is a, it's just, it's just a stick and it has a um, Bush's baked bean can on the bottom of it. Yes, and it has one string that comes from the top to the bottom. <laughs> he, he plays makes, and he'll play songs on this freaking bean like, yeah. thing. Yeah, we have a we have a disturbing amount of musical equipment here. I'll show you. I'll show you our stock <laughs> room when we're done here. Uh, so you uh, you went to Pennsylvania. You're in Williamsport pretty much all through throughout high school. Throughout high school. I, yeah, I graduated from Williamsport High School in 2005. Were you also doing like the athlete thing in high school? I was. Yeah, I, I guess if you're gonna ask me that question, I was I was probably a jock more than anything. Where I didn't I didn't take high school education wise as serious as I should have probably because I was that's I was, actually like, playing something that ties into some of the questioning I wanted to ask. Actually, yeah. what was your sport choice? Um, I played football, baseball, and basketball. I football, think my baseball, favorite basketball. sport to play was probably basketball. I guess okay. I'll say. Yeah. Well, because one of the things I I the only reason I bring it up mm-hmm. is again in those interviews I have with these kids about like yeah jobs they want to yeah. have yeah the other job that is the most popular besides YouTube star yeah I can't even touch it it's so disgusting it makes me want to throw um <laughs> is I want to be a professional basketball player yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I always sort I always sort of have to have the conversation with them like okay cool yeah but if you don't become an NBA yeah. basketball player you What's and the six other guys player, in this yeah. classroom who think they're going to be NBA basketball players mind you how can you like sort of find a way to keep sports in your life? Mm-hmm. So I'm sort of curious. Was it was it sort of important to you to sort of keep sports in your life even after yeah. like high school in that it, way? I mean, it absolutely was. I, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a kid who said, "Yeah, I'm gonna play for the Bulls." Yeah, for sure. Or something like that. You know, yeah. like and like every kid wants to. And I think that even with those kids, and you can speak to this more than I can probably, is it's a tough conversation to toe that line, not to squash their dreams, but also have a realistic expectation, right? Like. How many kids actually go play for the Bulls? Look, know? here's the thing, and, and I have to sort of be—you have to be blunt to a certain aspect. Yeah. If the kid's in eleventh grade, yeah. and they're not starting on the basketball yeah, team, they're, they're they're pretty not, obvious. You yeah. mean there's a certain level? I okay, I went to high school with a kid who got drafted to Syracuse, yeah. and he played—he was a starter on Syracuse for one year. He yeah. was that good, yeah. right? That kid was the biggest celebrity in our school, oh, and it sure, wasn't yeah. even close, uh-huh. like. And this kid did not make the NBA. Yeah. He bombed out the NCAA. But uh-huh. even him, even this one kid who just made it to college, he was an absolute star. Yeah. If you're a kid who's going to the NBA, if you really you think really you, you know, rock. someone's telling you, <laughs> yeah. someone is like yeah. on you all the time, uh-huh. being like you're you're a star kid. Uh-huh. So there's like that sort of realism to it. But I do think there's some. I wish someone had told me when I was a little kid that I wasn't going to be a professional wrestler. Yeah. But they also would have said like, but if you like wrestling, you could get into 
like sports medicine, you can get into yeah. announcing, like announcing, like you can yeah. get into television mm-hmm. production, you can get into like there's a yeah. lot of ways to I sort of that. keep mm-hmm. the things you love in your life. Oh, absolutely. And I think that, you know, I'm, I'm not even sure anyone ever mentioned that to me. And it wasn't until yeah. I, like, decided to, that I would get into sports medicine until I, like, found myself injured, you know? Yeah. And I was in high school at the time. Goes, yeah, it? I was in high school at the time. I was like, well, this will be kind of cool, you know? Like, this is mm. something where, you know, I'm an athlete. There's other athletes around the room and whatnot. There's people still working with them and still involved in sports. Right. Uh, so, yeah. Mm. That was a, at least, <laughs> I hate to say it, but I guess a good learning moment for me to actually be hurt. Yeah, I mean, I, I got We've talked about it before. I do not go to the doctor's office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't yeah. ever go. I'm broken, yeah. miserable, and old. So, uh, <laughs> so when I walked in, when I, when I came in to see you guys, yeah. um, there was it was because there was something wrong, right? Yeah. You, I yeah, think sometimes, sure. especially if it's like the first time you've ever had for sure some sort of medical concern. Because mm-hmm. um, I grew up in that like, I grew up kind of partying and having a good time. Yeah. To where my general mentality was. This hurts. Should I go to the doctor or wait till tomorrow? Yeah. Maybe it'll. Maybe it'll. Maybe by tomorrow. Let's wait till tomorrow. We'll see how I'm feeling by then. Uh, and that changes very rapidly. I saw a, <laughs> we saw a funny meme the other day. It said something along the lines of, uh, "It was like, yeah, being an adult means that your mom no longer makes your doctor's appointments for you, so you just don't go and hope you don't die." It's true. It's true. Yeah. Uh, that's right. I almost forgot. I forgot one last week. Still sorry about that. Um, so, where did you go? And you also went to. New York chiropractic. You went somewhere before that too. Yeah, I went. I got my undergrad at IUP, uh, Indiana University of Pennsylvania, which Very is nice. just outside of Pittsburgh. And what was that undergrad in? Uh, exercise science. So at that point in time, did you have some idea that you were wanting to get you know, into this sort of field, or I, I kind of did, and I kind of didn't. Like I had ideas of what I wanted to do, but you know, I was 18 years old, where I was still just like I was in college, you know, and I still wanted to try to play sports and whatnot. So I was kind of pursuing all those avenues. And I remember going to college not knowing what the heck I wanted to major in, honestly. Yeah. Like, I had no clue. It's very common. I, I was, at the end of my freshman year, I'll never forget this. I'm sitting there in my dorm room, and I had finished my whole first year, and I hadn't picked a major yet. But you had to decide after freshman year. And I was moving out in, like, two hours. So, like, my, <laughs> yeah. car, my car was packed. Everything was ready to go. The last thing that wasn't packed was my computer. And I was sitting there scrolling through this drop-down menu of, of uh, major possibilities. And I thought to myself, what do I want to do? <laughs> <laughs> and that's like how I decided my like career trajectory at that time. I still I tell a lot of my students this sometimes. Yeah. I was like, "Do you know anyone whose job you think is cool?" Yeah, that's a go talk question. to that person. Like, go yeah. ask them what they yeah. do. I know that sounds it sounds really straight like dumb and straightforward, but Man, that's you know, no, that makes what it takes sometimes. Yeah. Nobody when I was at that age ever asked me that question. No. Never. I was never proposed with that question. Nothing like that. Well, I grew up around teaching, so yeah. I think sometimes when you grow around, when you grow up in a profession that yeah. like your entire family is involved in, it sort of like hangs over your head a little For bit. Sure. Sometimes yeah. oh, this thing yeah. it exists. Yeah. Did you guys have like health people at all in your opinion? My mom's a nurse. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, you didn't. No, no, I didn't. My mom's a nurse. My dad, he works in the oil fields to this day. Oh wow, yeah. toughest guy in the world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Uh, NYCC, you guys are both there around the same time, obviously. Did yeah. you guys graduate same year? We did, we yeah. Did, yeah. Yep. We started together, finished same. together. All right. And how uh, did you guys meet? Was it romantical? Was there like a story? No. We were like best friends. And, like, ah. Yeah, we were just <laughs> best friends, like always around each other. And yeah. and next thing you know, it just kind of happened. Next thing happened. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> That's college for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, the reason I bring it up is because I thought there were two potential places that seemed like you guys sort of crossed paths. New York, uh... Uh, New York, Cairo, and then you guys went to Rhode Island. We afterwards. did, yeah. So what was going on out in Rhode Island? We went there together, actually. Yes. So we graduated. Yeah, we graduated Cairo school, and uh, we, were, we were looking for like stuff to do. Like, so my plan was always to move back to Pittsburgh. I had friends there, and I had a little mm-hmm. like you know community there and businesses there that I worked with and stuff already. And I was going to go back there and start up my Cairo office from scratch and whatnot. And then you meet a girl and then decide that's not what you're doing anymore. <laughs> but we got offered some like cool positions out in Rhode Island, so we went out there. I guess a little over two years ago now to like look at the community and whatnot. And it was like 
you know, we're like two blocks from the ocean. You're, it, it, yeah, beautiful. it's one of those things oh, like, wow, yeah. we should at least give this a shot. Yeah. So we went out there and stayed that was for a year. Two years ago? That was, yeah. um, we moved back to Utica in on January, January of this year. Yeah. Okay. What brought you back this way? Just family. Family? Yeah, we yeah. wanted to be closer to family, closer to friends. We were always leaving Rhode Island to come home for family parties and yeah. weddings and this and that. So, so we weren't even there to enjoy it. So we're like, let's just move home because we yeah. keep driving home. If we want to go visit Rhode Island, we'll go visit Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's get back. Let's get into it then. So January is that when you guys got first got into that location, you were at in January of yep. last year. Yeah, January of this year. Actually. This year. Yeah, yeah we January moved this home year. New Year's Eve actually. Yeah, we moved home New Year's Eve of this year, and then uh, opened our office in Bag Square in February, February of this year. So with yeah. one month, we shut everything down. Build up as much as we could from the ground up, and just kind of nice. did what Let's we could. Do yeah. this thing. Yeah. <laughs> and for folks who want to check out the space, it's four twenty one Broad Street. Website is climbchirosportshealth.com. Uh, you guys are uh, unofficially the official Made in Utica back specialist. Yeah, like, so <laughs> yeah all right, we'll take, yeah. Who acts we'll take it. Like, okay. Well, it's funny. We were like, I told you this when I first met you. I was like, yeah, I'm a community guy, and like, I like, I like things to do, and I like, yeah. I like busyness yeah. and whatnot. So, of course, what do you do when you decide you move back to Utica? Is you start googling things about yeah. Utica. <laughs> and one of the first things I did was I found this Utica Uticast podcast. No, and I was like, you. oh man, there's a podcast in Utica and everything. <laughs> and I found this made in Utica organization. I was like, oh, they have some stuff going on and whatnot. Oh yeah. And then the day when I first talked to you, uh, I was like, that guy has a great voice for radio. Well, I tell you, what. I said too, <laughs> when you called the office, I was like, oh my god, like, this guy has a going. beautiful voice. And I said something to Nick, and I like he left. He goes, yeah, he's on a podcast. And I was like, yeah. oh. You know, actually, it, it's funny. If you, when you guys listen to this episode, what you'll find out is it sounds okay now until you hear Kevin. Yeah. Kevin on the pod. <laughs> Kevin's my, my guy, the uh, co-host in the show. Yeah. Um, he has a phenomenal, Does like, deep and wonderful, yeah. radiant, like, God, radio voice that, like, that. digs through you. And I'm just like, yeah, here he is. Yelling high-pitched Mark Maron voice. That's like, how I feel, yeah. Yeah, I feel that like that all the time. Yeah, I'm like, I always sound so nasally all the time, right? And I mumble <laughs> like, like crazy. Yeah. Uh, so the, I've been to the location many times. I really love the space you guys have in there, particularly yeah. because it doesn't necessarily feel like I'm in a doctor's office, yeah. right? That's it has the very, vibes we're going for. Yeah, yeah, really nice, very comfortable. How many locations did you guys look at when you came back? Or was this, like, right off? So legit, we Look at two locations two. we came two. back. Yeah. So again, what, what do you do? We decided we're opening an office in Utica. We still lived in Rhode Island at this time. So what do you do? You pull up Craigslist and you put in commercial real estate in Utica. And the place that we are in right now is the first place first we saw place. on there. Hmm. And I was like, well, that place looks cool. You know, we'll set up a meeting when we get back there. And we were yeah. seeing that place and then one other afterwards, mm-hmm. um, which is just pretty close to our office now yeah. even. But we went to this one first. And uh, I remember walking around. We we're like, we're like, is it weird if we just don't go look at the other one. <laughs> yeah. Well, it gave us everything we wanted. Yeah. yeah, it really gave us everything we wanted. It just had everything. It was, yeah. you know, a big open space so I could have the yoga classes. There was room for our treatment space. Yeah. And it just had that inviting, like, warm, positive energy to yeah. it. Yeah, because so. we're not going for the doctor's office vibe, no. right? I want, I want us to be approachable. I want us to have, like, a comfortable atmosphere and a comfortable sure. community yeah. space where yeah. we can do all sorts of kind of stuff. So. Yeah. And again, you guys sort of use it in the name. It's Climb Cairo Sports. You guys do a lot more than just the chiro- uh, chiropractor yeah. stuff and mm-hmm. you guys are doing yoga. You guys yeah. are doing sorts of like you're in like muscle manipulation stuff, yeah. stretching stuff. Like you guys probably, you guys know more than I do. What else are you guys offering? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we do. I mean, you did a pretty good job. Yeah, I tried my best. So my background is like strength and conditioning stuff. So I do a lot of like uh, rehab exercises and strength and conditioning exercises and correcting like biomechanics and whatnot and stuff like that. We do a lot of I guess muscle manipulations. What you called a good word for it, like myofascial release techniques and all mm-hmm. those kind of things. Like surrounding the entire structures involved versus just targeting one singular thing. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that's good. That's yeah. good. And again, I think that's sort of the nice part about it is it sort of, it feels less like, again, I hate the idea of going to the doctor. For right? sure. Like, yeah. I would be annoyed if I had to go to 
not to, not I'm crapping on St. Luke's. I don't want to go to St. Luke's in the emergency room to sure. fix my back, yeah. right? Sure. It's right. nice to be able to go somewhere yeah. and feel comfortable and uh, have that nice atmosphere around for sure. I think you guys yeah. have done an excellent job. Thank you. Way. We appreciate it. That, that's yeah. exactly what we're, what we're going Good. for. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, so I got to ask, this is another question I had for you. Again, I sort of talked to you guys about it a little bit. Like you look at like people's jobs and you go, I want to do that. Were there any people you looked at, like people along the way who sort of showed you the way for how to make this work? Were there like role models for you guys along the way that like you looked at taking things from them and yeah. successful things? It's not regarding chiropractic specifically for me, but I would say like, working hard like both of my parents have an mm. incredible work ethic like yeah. I mean they make me look like so lazy I feel like <laughs> half the time. and I think I learned from them just keep like if you find something you want to do just work hard at it and just make it happen and just keep doing it yeah, yeah I, I think that yeah. is yeah, building on that too there are definitely chiropractors who I've like followed throughout the years and I'll ask questions to and bounce questions mm-hmm. off of um, we were both lucky enough to be in the VA hospital system yeah. for a while yeah, I saw that actually yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that, was a, that was a great experience and great experience. I definitely have some mentors from that for sure, sure. I know if I ever need to reach mm-hmm. out to people from a chiropractic perspective they're great you know and they helped us decide to move home too yeah absolutely yeah. they really did yeah. Yeah. They, they gave us lifestyle advice and whatnot yeah. and I would say even building on that too like entrepreneurs and stuff those are the people that I look up to as well because as much as we like being chiropractors I think I at least I can speak for myself enjoy mm-hmm. being an entrepreneur even mm-hmm. more oh yeah because it opens you up to all these different avenues and different things you can do and whatnot. That's so. what I tell my students all the time. Do you want someone to be your boss? Yeah. Do you want someone to tell? Like some people don't mind. Like I, I don't yeah. necessarily always hate having someone yeah. working above me. I like having a job and doing a thing. Yeah. Right. For sure. But some people hate that. Some yeah. people don't like that sort of pressure. Yeah. Some people just want to be able to be the boss yeah. and do their yeah. thing, and that's. Yeah. It's a different kind of pressure, yes. too, when you're your own boss. Cause oh, for sure. Especially when you're own, owning your own business. If you're not there and keeping yourself in order and in line, yeah. then you're not oh, doing it, anything for your One business. of the scariest days ever was February 6th of this year. It was the very well, we first day we were up. open. It was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a Monday morning. We opened up, and we both left two successful positions. We were working for somebody, but yeah, you know, yeah. we had two incomes and whatnot. We are in a comfortable house living in Rhode Island. Next thing we know, a month later, we're in central New York. It's snowing like crazy, and we open up this <laughs> office, and no one knows who the heck we are yet. It's yeah. terrifying. Well, that's... It's sort of an interesting concept, right? Because if you open a restaurant, yeah. Yeah. you open it up, you know if people like it because yeah. they show up at the yeah. door on the right. first day and like, blah, blah, blah. And then even that's sort of a false positive because yeah. it's new. You never know if it's going to last. Yeah. It's got to be really like unnerving to open up this kind of a job where it's like, well, we're open. Yeah. There were a lot of sleepless nights. There, yeah. it was. We, funny. We would actually call our own phone just to make sure it worked. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for really, sure. Really, yeah. Yeah. It was like the very first week we were sitting there. We're like, Maybe the phone's not working yet. Like, this uh, has to be a Verizon problem, right? And we'd call. Oh, uh, crap. crap it's like always sunny in Philadelphia. You have the sign that's on that says closed. Yeah. Like, the closed sign, guys. All right. Um, um, so let me, I'm going to throw some stuff at you here. Uh, and just because, again, I grew up with, like, cynics, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure in this field you've heard that there are people out there who say that chiropractors are all a scam yeah. and they're not doing anything and they're just, like, popping your bones to take your money, right? Yeah. This is something you hear relatively commonly. Daily. Oh. Daily. Really? Really that? I well, wonder if it's one of those things that comes up or if it's just what oh, it comes up. jerks it, on the it, internet and Reddit say. It comes up a lot. Yeah, yeah. it definitely comes up a lot where like, eh, it's not so often that people say it to your face and whatnot. Sure. But it's, and it's even more of sometimes it assumed things. Like we always laugh. Like I, I didn't think it would be as prevalent as it was when we graduated. Yeah. But how many times have you told people you're a chiropractor and you get two, every different two response responses. in the world? Yeah, it's either, oh, you're a chiropractor? Or... Oh, you're a chiropractor. <laughs> yeah. It goes either uh-huh. way. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I'm always cynical about pretty much anything, yeah. right? 
Uh, and I will say, like, I came in the first time, mm-hmm. and I really, I have to say, I really enjoyed the way that you uh, sort of explain things in sort of a common sense yeah. way. And when you have a conversation about the stuff that's going on, you have to. Yeah. Uh, and when you do, though, it does sort of make sense in your, in my head, I'm probably going to butcher this, but you sort of talked to me about my my lower back being sort of sore and the muscles around my back mm-hmm. like tightening around it in mm-hmm. response to the thing. I was like, well, that kind of makes sense. So, you know, I like, never thought about it yeah. in those ways. And I guess for someone who's not aware of how this all works and what's actually happening, it does seem like it's hard to wrap your head around it. Like, for well, sure. like, what, you're yeah. going to twist me and then yeah. I'm going to feel better? But, yeah. like, you know, I I would not have come back had I not felt better the next day. And that yeah. was something that I would, like admit. I was like, wow, this all right, all right. <laughs> we out here. This <laughs> guy's yeah. yeah. not crazy, yeah. right? <laughs> I think that's one of the things we try to do is really educate our patients, and because it's scary going to the doctor's office. You like for you oh, hate yeah. going. A lot of people. Like, I, I don't want to know how much is wrong with me in all yeah. the years yeah. that I've not I, gone. Yeah. 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 So we try to educate and like let people know and understand why we're doing what we're yeah. doing and how it all works together. Yeah, I think that's important. Like it, it, if, if you came in and I didn't explain anything to you, even, even if you felt better afterwards, it doesn't could be anybody, even if you feel better the next day, but I didn't tell you anything about anything or teach you anything, mm-hmm. then I didn't do my job, yeah. right? I didn't do justice by you or whoever would have came in then, yeah. right? Even if they did feel better the next day, people should understand these things, right? Yeah. You should understand what's going on. You should understand your body. You should understand why something may hurt. And is there something you can do about it, you know, versus versus just kind of sitting there suffering and pain? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's like anything else. Like I, When I was a young man, I went to therapy after my parents got divorced, yeah. right? And when you go to therapy, if you're depressed, mm-hmm. right, you don't walk out of therapy like, boom. I feel good. Yeah. No longer depressed. Yeah. <laughs> nope, right? Crush that. What, what right? you get is basically an understanding of what causes your depression. Yeah. Mm-hmm understanding of how to recognize it and then sort of the ability for you to recognize it and then do something to take it. Yeah, you don't, sure. It doesn't heal you. It sort of gives you the tools to allow yourself exactly, to heal, yeah, right? Exactly. And a lot of things, and again, we've talked about it a lot because you yell at me for not doing as much stretches as I should do, <laughs> which is my own fault. But again, it's, it's not just you, you. It's also sort of wrong to say, I'm going to walk in there, they're going to fix my back, and then next month I'll come back and they'll fix my back again, exactly, right? It's, yeah. You're exactly. learning something to take with you exactly, and yeah. maintain that sort of health mm-hmm. on a regular exactly, basis. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. and I think people utilize us in different ways like that, whether it may be, you know, for this, like, like, say if you come in once a month, like you said, and we do the back stuff or whatever, but I think there's a motivational component mm-hmm. of it. There's almost a reminder of, I need to take care of myself component yeah. of it. There's a, It's all those kind of things, an accountability standpoint, right, mm-hmm. where you know you should be doing this, but you're not doing it, or he knows mm-hmm. you should be doing it, but he's not doing it. Like, can we make you accountable for those kind of things? We don't want you to rely on us to fit. We want you to be an active part of your care. Because if it's 2 in the morning and your back hurts, I'm not there. So know what stretches, exactly. know what exercises to go into to help yourself yeah. be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Um, all right, I'm going to ask you guys a question. I want you to explain it to me like, like an idiot, right? <laughs> I see this all the time on like wrestling and sports. I saw you guys talking about it. What the hell is rock tape? What does it do? Why why does it wrap around all your arms all weird? I don't, I don't know what I, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I'm so confused. I watch so much like wrestling and the like, only sports everyone's got it. I'm like, is it decorational? I don't understand. It looks like it looks badass. It does look cool, doesn't it? It does yeah. look cool. That's it looks very much cool. why you wear it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you want to take this one? You want me to? So I mean, honestly, and we've both taken seminars with this rock tape. And for those who don't know, like rock tape's like a kinesiology tape. So yeah. it's like it's like stretchy athletic tape, right? Yeah. And, and to their credit, all those companies, they've done a lot of mm-hmm. really cool research studies on what it does physiologically and why it may work or why it may not work. And 
they still don't even know the exact <laughs> yeah. mechanism. But there's something that's, I, where I like to explain to people, so if you came and I rock taped you and like say, maybe it's going to work, and that's literally what I would tell you is it might help. It might help. Yeah, yeah. it's not going to, if I rock tape your shoulder, it's not going to fix your shoulder, right? It's not this rock tape is the holy grail or anything like that. But it, what it does is it causes a neurophysiological response, right? Mm -hmm. Which is basically, I'll explain to you, like, it's like your shoulder getting a hug all the time, right? right. And your brain likes okay. that. Like, who doesn't like to be hugged, right? So you mm -hmm. get this almost like your brain's like, all right, let's relax and let's not tense up around this shoulder thing because you have this little bit of perceived stability around it with the tape on it, mm -hmm. you know? And that's usually, like, the biggest success you'll see from the thing. Like, mm -hmm. in the seminars, you'll learn, like, postural taping kind of things, and the tape is pretty contractile. So yeah. when you put it on, it'll pull up and kind of pull you right. in different ways and whatnot. And it's a good, like, postural cueing thing. Huh. But I love the idea of the whole neurophysiologic response where it just kind of lets you chill a little bit. In my head, I assumed what it was is it's like this is where you're supposed to be, right? I'm going to yeah. hold you basically yeah. in place where you're supposed to be yeah. so you don't, like, make a big mess out of yourself, And there's, yourself, some, there's right? some protocols they'll teach that are like that. And, again, some of their studies say that works really well. And some of their mm -hmm. studies say that it's just right. this neural response, right? They, do, they follow, like, fascial planes and whatnot where you have to know your anatomy pretty well to tape them properly to do mm -hmm. your, like, to do the actual postural tapes and whatnot. But... I swear, man. Some people, you, you slap it on them, they're fine. Yeah. yeah, they're fine. And, and but again, going back to what Ashley said, I don't want that to be a crutch where you're scared to, you know, yeah. go so run a mile without you your rock tape on. Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so. that makes and sense. I've had people yeah. that have that, but for them, it's just that that yeah, feedback yeah. for their brain, and it's a comfort thing for them. Yeah. And that's what's what his name? Uh, James Harden. James Harden wears rock tape yeah. on every game he plays just, basketball. In. I was just yeah. reading about like positive feedback loops this morning. That's funny. That's interesting. Uh, all right, so just again, before we get into the lightning round, I just want to remind everybody where they can uh, get a hold of you folks. It's climbchirosportshealth.com. You guys are on Facebook as well. Mm -hmm. I want to we say are, yep, yep. Instagram, Twitter, any of that kind of stuff? Yep, yep. Uh, we're on Instagram and we're on Facebook. Very good. Um, no our, Twitter. Our Instagram. Yeah, no yeah Twitter. We, haven't, we haven't rode the Twitter train. It's daunting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we do it all ourselves at the office. So I would say, for what you guys do, mm -hmm. I don't know if there's a huge... Unless you really want to run a snarky Twitter that's also like funny and making fun of things yeah. on TV, yeah. like it's kind of you're uh -huh. not booking a lot of medical stuff. No, on we're Twitter. not. No, no. And our Instagram and our Facebook is literally just to like let people know we exist. Yeah, yeah. Say. like that's really our only marketing avenue other than word of mouth stuff. Wonderful. And it's just to let people know we're there. Yep. Yeah. All right, nice. wonderful. And again, folks, Dr. Nick Ungst, Dr. Ashley Moody, joining us here in studio. We had a great conversation, but now. It is time for the lightning rounds. These are the now same. I'm so I just felt Ashley start sweating. No, it's good. It's good. Uh, these are the same six questions I ask everybody who's uh, never been on the show before. So this is the first time. Uh, the first timers' questions are yeah. pretty straightforward. Uh, and in this case, uh, I'm going to go Peter Falk style. We're going to go very serpentine. I'm going to go back and forth, back and forth. Okay, okay. perfect. Uh, Doctor Ashley, I'm going to start with you. Okay. Uh, Doctor Ashley Moody, when you wake up in the morning, how do you take your coffee? Black. Black coffee. Mm -hmm. Always. Always. Were you all... Unless I go to, like, Character Coffee and I get a pumpkin spice latte. Ah, yeah, yes. Yeah. GFOP's uh, Jesse and Katie over at oh, yeah. Coffee. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they good. do great work. They yeah. crush a pumpkin spice oh, latte. Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh, yeah. It was always... there. They were right next to the Utica College Clark City Center where I take yeah. some of my classes. So I always have to walk by yeah. and run late for class and I was like, uh, <laughs> all right, fine, I'll come back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> every time we go there, Ash has this, she has this, like, conundrum in her brain, like, Right, but the coffee's so what good, do I, I just do? want what the do I, black coffee. Yeah, between the black coffee and the lattes. Yeah. <gasps> so did you work your way up to black coffee? Because when I was I a kid, I, I couldn't do black coffee. Yeah, no, I actually hated coffee when I was, like, younger. Yeah, yeah. And then I worked at a bakery, so I was constantly around it, so I'd smell it, and I'd be like, oh, it smells so good. And then I'd try a little sip, ugh, try a little, ugh. And then I put a lot of sugar and a lot of cream, and I was I was into it. Hmm. But then I had to slowly back off, and yeah, it was yeah. just black. All right. 
Dr. Nick, same question for you when you wake up. How do you take your coffee? I'm a black coffee guy. Yep. Again, always black coffee? or um, Always black coffee, actually, yeah. Where I didn't start drinking coffee until... I, I think I graduated college by the time I started drinking coffee. Really? It, yeah, I didn't really I drink it in college, even. Yeah. There's a weird uh, crossing over point. When I go out to, like, work... I had a work event this morning. I saw a bunch of my high school kids there. Half the kids are jealous that I have a big cup of coffee, and half the kids think it's gross. Right? Yeah. There's somewhere yeah. in uh, like eleventh grade, I think, is where the change is where it happens. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's a direct number. And I always said that I think my dad would slap me if he saw me putting like sugar yeah. or anything in my coffee. It's just <laughs> I had a, I told the story before, but it's been a while. I had this very really humbling moment. I was living in Brooklyn, and I walked down to this market in Brooklyn. This really fancy hipstery market. Yeah. Okay? It's called Choice Market. Oh. Really, it's, I think it's still there. If you're ever in Brooklyn or if anyone's out there going to Brooklyn, check it out. They have really excellent uh, like pre-made food and vegetables and coffee. Avocados are on sale for $22. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really cheap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I walk in and they, they're like got this big sign. Bam. Like uh, cold pressed coffee, blah, blah, blah. Like ice, iced coffee. I was like, awesome. Yeah. Sounds good. So I get the, the cold pressed iced coffee. It's like $10 for a medium. And, uh, <laughs> and I take it and I go... Hey, do you guys got any uh, cream sugar? Oh, God. And the guy looks at me, he's like, oh, God. you don't need any cream or sugar, man. It's perfect the way it is. And I'm like, screw you, man. And then, like, I turned around, and I took a sip of it, and it was amazing. Was I was it? like, yeah. damn it. Yeah, he's oh. right. He's right. I don't want to tell him he was right. It's like asking a chef for A1 sauce. Yeah, yeah. You can't ask a chef for A1 sauce. I like what I like, guys. Yeah, yeah. Don't put that on the steak. Uh, Nick, what was your first automobile? My first automobile was a 1994 Dodge Shadow. Dodge Shadow. Dodge Shadow, yeah. So, have you, do you know the, the model? A little bit. I'm familiar. It's like yep. a coupe style car. Yep, it is. Yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. stick shift. There was also like the Dodge Shadow, and there was a Plymouth Duster that looked exactly the yes. same. My buddy know, had a Duster. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if it's yeah, the yeah. same car or not. It they might are. Have literally been the same oh, car. Oh, there's Charlie the Cat. Hey, there, there he is. Uh, no, my buddy had a Plymouth Duster that we would yeah. drive from Proctor to Taco Bell at lunch. Oh, nice. It had yeah. the, the racing designs yeah. on the yeah, side. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, this thing flew, though. It had a V6 oh, in it. Yeah. That thing hauled, and it was all plastic, so it probably weighed yes. you know, a thousand pounds. There's a certain anything. era of car that, for growing up in that era that I'm like, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I it, that. And being like a young <laughs> idiot, you know, driving your Dodge Shadow, we used to race to things. Oh, yeah. I remember one time we raced to Walmart to buy Madden on the night Madden got yep. released. And mm-hmm. A buddy of mine, his parents had a Lincoln Navigator, and they were in that, and that mm-hmm. was like a spaceship. That is like two degrees cooler than my buddy driving his Dodge Stratus to Walmart to get the new Matchbox 20. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) So that's a little bit cooler than that. Shout out to Rob Thomas. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Actually, what was your first automobile? I had a Chevy Beretta. Chevy Beretta? Yeah, but I don't know the year. Don't know the year. Beretta's, though, that's kind of, I'm trying to think. Yep. Of course it was red. It was a two-door. I think every red was red. It was a two-door. It was red and it did not have a horn. Mm. So my friends bought me a bicycle horn. Yes! (laughs) Well, you may or may not have taken your Beretta to see it. What was your first live music event? Oh, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> That's the whole point. <laughs> Britney Spears in 98 Degrees. That's not embarrassing. That no. was hot. That was like, like It was really cool then. That was a yeah, big show. It was really cool then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you're not going to... Uh, I've seen some embarrassing shows. You're not going to remind me of that. I was like little. Britney Spears is like... That's kind of a good pull, actually, for your it first was, concert. It was pretty good. Well, she she had the white leather pants thing, on. Yeah. I remember yeah. them. They were pretty cool. I will say, and this is... Once in a while, when I was in at the middle school, on Fridays, I would, we have like a smart board, so you can put the computer yeah. screen on the board. You yeah. pull stuff up for the kids if you want to put on like a Netflix or something or educational yeah. video. So sometimes it was Friday, I'd put on music stuff. Yeah. And they liked, even I would put on older music. So I yeah. remember one day I put on like this 2000s playlist of like music videos. And it was going through, it was like you know, 90 Degrees, Britney Spears. Yeah. Yeah. And it got to Britney Spears and it was Oops, I did, or, uh, Oops, I did it again. Yeah. And I'm watching this video. I got about 30 seconds in, and I was like, nope. 
We cannot play this video for these kids. This is, <laughs> no, this okay. is shockingly oh, filthy. Yeah. Uh -huh, oh my yeah. god, I couldn't believe it. Well, I remember one guy coming home watching that on like TRL as a kid, right? Mm. Uh, you oh would, yeah. Like, you would like run home from the school bus yes. to see it. Well, yeah. I was running home because I wanted to call in so I could get Got the Life by Corn on there. Because <laughs> once in a while that would pop out. I'm like, yes! Uh, all right, so uh, you may or may not have taken your uh, your shadow to see what was your first live music event. My first live music event was Hootie and the Blowfish. Yes! Hootie and the Blowfish with my entire family. I do a really good drunken do you really yeah I love Hootie the Blowfish and Neil Young are both yeah. the ones I can do yeah. when I've had a couple drinks <laughs> nice. I actually here's the thing though I respect uh, Darius Rucker because he has like a whole secondary career now oh for sure a country yeah. music sure. star which may be even more successful than Hootie the Blowfish oh yeah honestly. he's been actually doing country is, music for like yeah. 10 or 15 years now every guy who's been in like a middling to somewhat successful yeah. rock band yeah. has a moment where they're like, you know, I could just make country music yeah, and I'd make right. a lot more money. I could do it's it, true. yeah. I, I could play, do, dude, I swear to God. I, I could wagon wheel over guitar. over again. Yeah, <laughs> just cover bands, like a like, song for the band and like Hank Williams tracks and just grumble. Someone uh -huh. would love it. Yeah, uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, all right. If you could have dinner with one person, this is a hard question. This is, the question. This is living or dead, who is not your family, who would it be? And, 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 you know, like, I feel like I've had this question, like, a, a ton of times in, like, mm. every job interview, everyone you talk to and whatnot. There's never a great answer for it. But I told Ashley this one time that I don't like picking people who have since deceased. Mm -hmm. Because, and it just kind of, just, I don't know why, it just kind of creeps yeah, me out. Pick a living person. Because I, I picked the, per I pictured me and a dead person, like a zombie eating dinner together. Yeah, like, zombie like Abe pick, Lincoln. Yeah, yeah, Abe Lincoln, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I picture yeah. me and the ghost of Abe Lincoln eating yeah. steaks. And I don't like that idea. Just watching but, it go yeah. down his <laughs> So I'm going to go with, actually, you know who I love, and I think that... This would be fun as dinner with Charles Barkley. Barkley, great time, yes. right? Right. I think we yes. could talk basketball. We could talk uh -huh. life. I'm a, I, as a kid, I loved Charles Barkley growing up. Yeah, he's yeah. actually a very. That's a great choice because Barkley is such a character. Yeah. But if you know anything, if you know anything deeper about him, he has a really amazing backstory. And he's yeah. Really involved in yeah. like his community and politically and stuff. Really interesting, deep guy. Yep. But then I also want to hear him make fun of Damon Jones' absolutely. Like, yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah. I love that he says whatever he wants to say. Him and Shaq go at it on like the TNT broadcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm Team Barkley for sure. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, actually, same question. Any person living or dead who is not your family, who would it be? I think Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, yes, I, she seems very. She's chill. so cool. Like I think we'd get along really well. And oh, like yeah. I just like who who she seems to be like as a person and mm -hmm. like. Very like different from Hollywood, where like she's like concerned about the characters and roles that yeah. she plays because she like knows that young girls are gonna look up to her. Um, so I just like that. Like I was very nervous you were gonna pick Chris Hemsworth, uh, <laughs> and I thought I was I in know. trouble. I would have dinner with Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's great. My or The Rock. If my girlfriend slept with Chris Hemsworth, I would just want details. Yeah. yeah. What happened? <laughs> How did it go? Did he have a hammer with? Did he? Him? Yeah. Did he wear the Thor costume? Uh, <laughs> was his brother there? Um, either of them, Luke or the other one. Okay. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's wrap around with this one. Uh, give me one book, album, movie, or show you are currently reading, listening to, or watching. Book, oh, album, movie, or show. Peace. I just read The Art of Fear um, mm. by Kristen Ulmer, and that was like an that awesome about? book. I really liked fiction it. Fiction book? No, so so she was like rated like America's like most fearless female like hmm. in extreme sports oh, okay and so she talks about how being fearless um like she was like praised for it and how negatively that affected her life sure. so she talks about accepting fear into your life and acknowledging fear hmm. and making it part of your life and not just avoiding it and running from it because mm -hmm. fear is a basic instinct so you have it there to keep you alive interesting um, so I thought it was it was huh. a very interesting read. What was the name of it? Art of Fear. The Art of Fear. Art of Fear. Highly recommend it. What was the author? 
Kristen Ulmer. U-L-M-E-R. U-L-M-E-R. I'm going to look that mm-hmm. up. Uh, Take a question for you. Uh, one book, album, movie, or show you are currently reading, listening yep. to, or watching. Yep. Uh, I'll go books since you want a book. I'm reading two books right now. One's mm. called Grit by Angela Duckworth. Grit. Grit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Senator Duckworth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah she's the, uh, the power of perseverance, and it's all mm-hmm. about like, you know, like sticking to things and all those kind of kind of cliche things, but yeah, it's yeah. actually really interesting stuff. Another one I'm reading, I just started, it's called The 12 Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he's like, you know Jordan Peterson? Yeah, he's a thought, he's a yeah, thought leader. he's a thought leader is what it is. And you know, I didn't realize this, but he's a really controversial guy right now. He's you know, super controversial. I had to come to terms with a guy like that. I was a big Sam Harris guy. Yeah. And he suddenly became like this really controversial yeah. figure. And I had to sort of come to well, terms with all... I was like, well, I read The End of Faith. It's really good. What is that little thing? Like the, the dark web thing that they're all a part of? Yeah. Like the intellectual dark yeah, web? Yeah, the intellectual dark web. Yeah, these guys are all part of this. Which sounds really scary. And I still don't understand what the heck it is. No, I tried to read a couple articles on it. And I just like, I wanted to punch myself for Sound that I'm like, this is brutal. I'm, I'm refusing like, yeah. to look it up. I like the Peterson book so far, though. It's like anything else, right? Yeah. I think that we, and I got I don't mean to get in like a weird philosophical place. Yeah. I think in this world we live in now, in the last like 10 years, we've gotten into a point where we no longer think about people as people. Yeah. They're either good people or bad people. Yeah, we want absolutely. to classify yeah. them as this is a good person, this is a bad person. Yeah. When in reality, most people are a hearty combination of, of cool and shitty. Absolutely. Like for the most yeah. part, right? Absolutely. There's yeah. I don't know anybody who is just simply like a great person who yeah. has no yeah. terrible parts of them, right? Yeah. So I think that a lot of that too comes from just sort of like outrage culture. Yeah, you know I, what well, I, mean? I, I agree with that I think there's something too. to be said about that. So, Well, even in that book, he talks about it's like the 12 rules for life. And the very first rule is literally just stand up straight with your shoulders down and yeah. back or something like that. Mm-hmm. That simplistic, right? Yeah. That, and he got torn apart for that. Like, duh, we already know that. Like, he, Obviously he knows you know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, it's, it's, I, feel, I feel like I said this, I was watching some of the, the Kavanaugh hearings this yeah. week and all I could think to myself was like, God, this is, I would hate to be a politician oh, God, just because too. of the scrutiny oh. and the, no matter everything you say is yeah. under the microscope. It's yeah. just, I, yeah. that's the, the, for me, that's like the kind of fame I would never want. Yeah, I wouldn't want that. Give either. me the, no, the superficial it. fame. Put it's me in like a TV it. show or yeah. like a, have yeah. me like get hit with a pie and have it go viral or something. Yeah, like, I, yeah. Any, yeah. yeah. that's fine with me. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But, but could you convince me to ever run for president? Heck no. No, no way. No, right? Nobody wants that job not. anymore. No. Nobody wants that. There's a, oh God, I totally am going to forget the name. I want to say it's, Oh, God, Durham's number. Mm-hmm. It's something I was just listening about. Dunham's number, maybe? Dunbar's number. Dunbar's okay, number. Yep. Look it up. It's this idea, basically, that humans in our in our mind and in our history only yeah. have the capacity to really know and remember about 150 yeah. people. Oh, and, and it's a lot of basically the idea yeah. that if, in social groups, mm-hmm. anything over like 150 becomes too much to manage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you have a group of 150 people, right, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe there's someone's the best baker, someone's the best bike rider, yeah. someone's the best, whatever it is, right? Yeah. But once you start getting into like social media and this interconnection of the world, yeah. this idea of like you being the best at something, you start comparing it worldwide with all these other billions and millions of people yeah, and it it's becomes crazy. And that's what's so bad for the psychology of it. Like you look mm-hmm. at yourself, you're like, maybe I'm not good at any of this yeah. stuff. Like, yeah. what am yeah. I good yeah. at, right? Oh, so, we talk about that all the time. Well, yeah. like sometimes, like, it, you know, you get stuck on. We've all been there. We are on Instagram for an hour, and yeah. you get off, and the next thing you know, you feel, you feel worse bad. about you feel yourself. Bad about your life. You feel really bad about what yeah. you're doing yeah. because social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is, right? Yeah, they're all just highlights. That's what's putting their literally. It's what I was saying. Yeah. The little yeah. highlight, the greatest single moment of that person's yeah. day or week yeah. presented yeah. as if it's their whole life, yeah. and that's just not. 
That's not realistic, yeah. but that's... And what, and what are you doing at that time? You're, like, sitting on the couch, like, eating a peanut butter sandwich. So you're comparing their with highlights their to your lowlights. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, and I'm Here like, I am with my sandwich and my cat. I've <laughs> been watching three episodes of The Good Place in a row, my cat on my <laughs> yeah. face. And yeah. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Uh, and I guess one last question for you guys. I know I've kept you longer than I planned to. Oh, okay. um, and you guys can either think about this together or if you want to think about it for a sec. Give me one more thing besides sports, besides being part of the community, um, that you guys are passionate about. I'm I'm definitely passionate about educating. It's, it's yeah, one of it's probably the most that's probably the most passionate thing that, that I mean, I don't know, I'm not gonna have a hierarchy of them or whatnot, but whether it be like what we do in the office or whether I'm talking to somebody in the community or a kid who has a question awesome. or whatnot. Like we started a lecture series. I'm called a lecture series. It's, yeah, know, it's, sure. it's like a lecture like active series. Um, based upon like teaching people stuff we yeah. talked about from a biomechanics standpoint, we call it check yourself before you wreck yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's like literally just like, hey, this thing. doesn't hurt now, but it might hurt if you keep yeah, doing yeah. that kind of thing. And that's one of my favorite things to do is go out and teach those kind of things and educate people on whatever it may be. So I think that's probably the number one thing I'm most passionate about. Wonderful. I'm not sure right now. <laughs> well, you yeah, know, you took all I, my I know, I know what you're good at. It, another thing we're both passionate about is building connections. You well, love building connections. That, yeah. yeah, like if somebody like needs something, Ash loves to be that person to connect them to each other. I always say that I'm a connector. Yeah. Connector. <laughs> she is, yeah. yeah. Which Malcolm Gladwell has something about that. Mm-hmm. Like, what well, are the that's what actually called? I think his book has that. The was it Outliers? Out, no, yeah, it was a. Uh, they're not Outliers. There's another the, one. The Tipping Point. Yes. Tipping Point. Okay. The tipping and point. I think yeah. that has the the discussion there about the 150 people in your. Yeah. I think it's in that book too because I yes. remember reading that. Uh, outliers is the 10,000 hours one. Oh, yeah. Okay. 10,000 hours of anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can consider yourself like a master at it yeah. if you've yeah. never properly been trained. Yeah, the tipping point talks about like Paul Revere and how he like wanted to go tell everyone. <laughs> yeah. That's what Ash is. Yeah. If you're looking for, you know, Malcolm Gladwell does a podcast called Revisionist History, yeah. which is great unless you like the things he's talking about because yeah. then you'll have to like yeah. have hard judgments yeah. about them. Mm. Have I, uh, you ever seen him in like uh, Adam Grant's debates? No. Because they're both, they have like polar opposite views on a lot of these kind of things. Mm. They're both in the same sector. Really? Oh yeah, that was good. There's a good one to look up to if you ever do it. Uh, Bill Simmons had this HBO television yeah. show, and it was horrible. Yeah. It's one of the worst television shows yeah. of all time. Uh-huh. But on one episode of the show, he had Mark Cuban and Malcolm Gladwell yeah. talking about what like a crew. The, it was awesome. Yeah. I just I was like, give me a Gladwell yeah. Mark Cuban podcast. That's what I'm looking for. I loved Simmons back in the day. Like Simmons when he was first on like ESPN He's, or whatnot. His podcast network that he's created, like the Ringer Podcast, I listen to all their shows because yeah. I'm a I'm a total mark for it. Yeah. It's, he isn't right anymore. No. So if you don't like him talking about basketball or don't like listening to his like, hey man, Bill Simmons voice, yeah. um, it's tough. Yeah. But uh, I like his his writings and stuff. Page yeah. two, ESPN. Oh, uh, I thought page that two was culture. great. Oh, That's my what God. it was. Yeah. Page Super important awesome. to like oh, my I development. Would, I would sit there and I would read everything that he wrote and like the end, upcoming NBA season. I would just follow the whole thing. Oh, I yeah. it was great. Who's your uh, Who's your Sixers? I'm a Celtics fan. Celtics fan. Celtics fan. Uh, yeah. I'm a Knicks fan, so I have to. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, I mean, being a Pittsburgh guy, like, you can't like anybody from Philly, right? <laughs> yeah. I can't, like, no, you get stones thrown at you. Uh, all right, Celtics fan, get out of my house. Uh, Dr. Nick, thank you so much, Dr. Ashley. Always a pleasure. Again, yeah, folks. Uh, thank you. Um, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Again, folks, climb CairoSportsHealth.com. Check them out. Facebook, Instagram. Uh, stick around. We'll be back to the show in just a moment.
thank you once again to Dr. Nick and Dr. Ashley. I will be back in their offices next week to get readjusted. My spine realigned and my back readjusted. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's funny because it's the, they're the first like adult doctors I've ever gone to. Like I don't I don't go to the doctors very much, right? Like I don't have a regular like doctor at the moment. I feel like I just have to go to my older doctor. I don't have like an adult doctor, like a physician. Is your older doctor not an adult? He is, but he's like my pediatrician. Doctor? Yeah, he's like a pediatrician, right? You still going to the pediatrician? I haven't been to the doctor in a long time. You're like Ross in that episode of Friends. It is a little bit like that. If I went back to him, see, he's a good guy, but I'm still not trying. I don't like I don't like going to the doctors. I'm not a big fan of going to doctors. Yeah, but nobody is. I like going to the chiropractor though. I feel like I feel better when I get. It's weird, right? This I enjoy. It feels well, this is, like I think I think probably more to the point. This is the first time you've had a doctor who's like <clears throat> your peer. That's true. Who's like your same true, age? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like your whole life, doctors are just way older than you, and now like you're the same age as some young doctors. That's true. I guess I wouldn't want to go to an older doctor. I guess like a really old doctor. Well, certainly not like too old. I feel like <laughs> yeah. Because I, I if your doctor is like eighty two, I feel like there's stuff yeah. uh, that he didn't learn about when he was in med school. But he's eighty two, which means he's obviously survived and is healthy That's because he's, he's rich. Great point. That's a great point. <laughs> Uh, let's get into this week's history lessons, which are kind of long. I, so I guess we'll just kind of skim long. through them. That's uh, from a page guy. Do it to me. Uh, just because we're getting October, it's Halloween. I'm going to try and find some more spooky kind of news. You should. Oh, we should do spooky history facts. Spooky history. I, I guess uh, for the month of October, you should do spooky history. Lessons. Well, I got two two spooky history facts this week, so okay. we're on a good start. First one, 1849. On this day, American author Edgar Allan Poe was found delirious in a gutter in Baltimore, Maryland under mysterious circumstances. Uh-huh. It is the last time he is seen in public before his death. Eerie. Eerie stuff. Uh, there were a lot of people who thought that he uh, he attempted to kill himself by overdosing on laudanum, although that's just a theory. Some people uh-huh. said he just accidentally overdosed on laudanum because it was uh-huh. also a thing that people did. Uh a reporter at the time, uh, what's his name here? Robert Snodgrass, I think is the name I'm looking for here. Oh, Joseph Snodgrass. That was a, a, an acquaintance from his time, was convinced that Poe died from alcoholism uh, and indeed did a great deal to popularize that idea in the public. He uh-huh. was a drunk. Uh, I don't really know. It's very mysterious. I have very... I think Edgar Allan Poe is interesting because I read like two Edgar Allan Poe stories growing up. I feel like I should know more about Edgar Allan Poe, but it's uh-huh. mostly just like a character that exists in my mind. Right? He's almost become more of a character for being himself than his works have at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. You're more likely to see, like, you're more likely to see a reference to him himself as an author and a character in popular culture than you are like maybe the Raven or the Red Mask of Death or something like that. Yes, I see the Raven referenced in a lot of stuff. Raven as, and Telltale yeah. Heart, probably too. A lot of Telltale Heart. That... That's the one I read when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Telltale Heart, I think, and that's the that's actually probably the most accessible. Like, if you want to just pick up an Edgar Allan Poe story and read it, that's a that's a pretty good one to start. I feel like, I don't know, Raven's tough. It's a poem. Raven is a poem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Telltale Heart's a story. Do you ever read any of those? Like, uh, uh, I had an Edgar Allan Poe book when I was younger. I've always liked the creepy books. And so I remember I read, um, I think, like Fall in the House of Usher and yep. Red Mask of Death or something like that. Mask of the Red Maybe. Death? Yeah. Mask of the Red Death. Mask but it's been Death. a real, to be fair, like I was probably 13 or 14, and I think a lot of it definitely flew over my head because yeah. it's definitely an older style language. So like I would read through it. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool, but. I don't think it was like time and place for me to really be impacted by it, and I've never really gone back to that. H.P. Lovecraft, kind of the same way you read it, and it's like this language is very dated, kind of mm-hmm. 
kind of changes the way you have to read it. it becomes I, a find, I think that Lovecraft is easier in some ways than Poe was, though. Poe is a little bit more for me when, and I think it was also the time I read it, though. Yeah, I think that's really what it is. Like maybe it's not actually harder, but I probably didn't read me Lovecraft when I was like nineteen or twenty, whereas I was right. probably. 12, 13, 14, trying to read Poe. You you probably remember these. I don't know if everyone will. Those illustrated classics you would get at the grocery store, or like the bookstores when you were kids. They oh, yeah. Were like the, yeah. Oh, I had a ton of those. I had the illustrated classics of Edgar uh-huh. Allan Poe, and it had Fall of the House of Usher and Telltale mm-hmm. Heart, and then one called The Cask of Amontillado, which is yep. where a guy mm-hmm. leads the other guy into the, name, the yeah. wine cellar, and then he, he puts him up behind the walls. Pretty right. dark, actually. Uh, all right, let's move on. On this, uh, I'll give you the year. You want to guess what it is? On this year, on this day, 1961. What happens? Oh, man. Uh, right now? Yeah. 61? 1961. Oh, hard to say. New York Yankees right fielder Roger Maris becomes Major League Baseball's all-time home run oh, leader. When he passes Babe 61 with the, whole, 61 with the whole 61. Damn it. 61, yeah. I should have known that one. That's tough. Uh, yeah, Roger Maris. You know he's not in the Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Now that you, I would probably might not have known it off top, but now that you've said it, yeah. When I looked up the stats today, because I couldn't <laughs> believe that when I read it, it kind of makes sense. He's sort of a guy in the vein, not necessarily the same kind of player as Don Mattingly, but like his successful periods were very condensed over like a short span of time. He only has like 275 career home runs. Right. Right. So like he would make the Hall of Fame mostly because of breaking Roost record because it'd be the only thing really he's making it for. Uh-huh. Right. He didn't, he wasn't like an all star all the time or anything. So he'd be in the Hall of Very Good. Yeah. But is he important enough to get into the Hall of Fame just because of I mean, who I'm, he is? Well, here's my thing. So I'm sure that if you go to the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown and walk through the whole place, you will not not see anything about Roger, Roger Maris. Maris. That's There's something point. about him in there somewhere. Yeah, so that's, probably, that's true. That's enough. If the stats don't bear out, the stats don't bear out. Uh, on this day, 1968, uh, Night of the Living Dead, directed by George A. Romero, premieres in Pittsburgh, uh, okay, this is this is a good story, so I, I'm going to dig into this one. This is a little... All right. Uh, nationally, it was shown um, as a Saturday afternoon matinee, uh, as was typical of horror films at the time, and attracted an audience consisting of preteens and adolescents. Uh, MPAA film rating systems were not in place until November of 1968, mm-hmm. so even young children were able to purchase tickets. Uh, Roger Ebert of Chicago Sun-Times uh, chided theater owners and parents who allowed children access to the film with such potent content for horror they were entirely unprepared for. I don't think the younger kids really knew what hit them, he said. They were getting used to going to movies, sure, and they'd seen some horror movies before, but this was something else, according to Ebert. Uh, I... I actually like the original Nightmare and I don't that it still holds up pretty well. Have you ever seen it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine like if I was a little kid and I accidentally saw it, it'd probably be tough. It's a really dark movie. <laughs> Does- I, I feel like you would part of it too, you would have to look at like <sighs> that time. Yeah. Well, after a certain amount of years away, it's tough to look at something like that and be like objectively scared in the same way that I'm sure these kids in sixty mm. eight or whatever it was is. Well, more like anything else, and he talks about it, like, at this age, right, kids take the events that happen on the screen seriously, and they identify fiercely with the heroes. This is one of the first movies I can think of where the hero dies, and it's unhappy and tragic. It is not a happy ending movie. Right. So if you're a kid watching this movie, and you're thinking that this hero is, like, the person you're analogy for the rest of this movie, right. and then he gets shot by the cops in the end, That's right, true. or whoever it is, like, the... That's true. It's pretty dark. <laughs> Harsh movie. Was there any movies you had that, like, traumatized you as a kid that you watched too early? Um, 
Jeez, I feel like there might be, but there's nothing that really sticks all the way out. I remember it happened to some of my friends in the neighborhood when I wasn't there that night, but watching uh, Candyman. 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 Oh, Candyman. Really Candyman's a dark mm-hmm. movie, and Candyman really, uh, Candyman hurt some kids in my neighborhood for a little while. It, it doesn't probably hold up now in hindsight. Not Candyman. Candyman's still pretty good. I mean, I went to see The Blair Witch Project in the theater when it came out, and Time and place, that movie was a really big deal, uh-huh. and I was a little bit too young to go see it, and my mom had to go to get us into the theater, because uh-huh. I wanted to go for like, my birthday, whatever reason. Yeah, 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 So she comes to the movies with us, and me, being a shitty kid, forced her to not sit with me and my three other friends while we watched this horrifying film, and she had to sit alone <laughs> in the back of the theater. I'm such a bad son. Mom, I'm sorry. I feel bad about it years later. And me and my buddies, like, sat down to watch this movie. I forget who it was, and we were, like, laughing about it. And everyone walked out of that movie just, like, quiet. Quiet. A very, yeah. my poor mom was like, I can't believe you made me sit in the back of the theater. I'm so scared. Night <laughs> <laughs> uh, of the Living Dead got bad reviews when it uh, when it came out. But mm-hmm. in hindsight now, it's on all sorts of lists. Uh Empire, 397, 500 greatest movies of all time. Uh, New Yorker put it, New York Times put it on there, 1,000 best movies ever. Uh, 12 scariest movie of all time from Reader's Digest, if that makes a difference to anybody. Spoiler alert, <laughs> does not. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Uh, if you think of any good, I used to do a thing where I would watch a scary movie every day in October. I just I'm don't, deeply into that. I just don't have that kind of time anymore, I feel like. Sure you do. We have to cut out all the wrestling. No, no, you cut out all the like the nine hours of football games. That's true. Cut out cut the out catching up on the like a video game YouTube channel. That's true. I do like a good <laughs> video game YouTube channel. All right, you got the time. Let's move on this to uh, nineteen seventy one. Walt Disney World opens in Bay Lake, Florida, not Orlando, Florida. Did you know that it's not actually in Orlando, Florida? It's its own town. <laughs> yeah, I did know that. Yeah. yeah, I have a whole list of yeah. fun facts about Disney that were going to be more fun when Heather was here for them so I could like sort of bounce stuff off but uh, here's I've, a couple I've been to Disney bounce me alright uh, dead people's ashes are everywhere it's very common that people want their ashes spread around the park true mm-hmm. uh, it's not actually in Orlando uh, if you stayed in every hotel room each different singular hotel room in Disney World it would take you 68 years yeah, that's 68. 60, that's a big number. <laughs> it's a big number. There's a lot of hotels. It's crazy what they've built down there. Uh, so you know about the underground tunnels and stuff? Yeah. Okay, so the underground city of tunnels that does exist and is a real thing isn't actually underground. Florida's at sea level. So what the engineers did was build the tunnels, and then the park is actually built above the tunnels. So yes. the, the tunnels are actually yeah, yeah. ground level. They're not underground. Mm-hmm. So there's one for you. Uh, but so I mean, if you build the ground, if, if you build the ground up ten feet, and all the ground is up ten feet, is the ground not the ground? I guess for now we're getting into a philosophical <laughs> yeah. question, are we not? Where I, is uh, the ground? Where is the ground really? Um, <laughs> Cinderella's castle, the iconic building, is practically empty. There's nothing in it. It's a restaurant, a gift shop. I did know that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was <laughs> supposed to be an apartment. It was supposed to be Walt Disney's apartment, which mm-hmm. is kind of weird. I feel like. No, I don't know that's if I can... the most baller thing ever. You've got, like, a penthouse up in the Cinderella Castle, the only you have access to, as Walt Disney, in your park city above ground level that you've built. Pretty wild. <laughs> Pretty gotta wild. Have, gotta have that loft in the Cinderella Castle. The space would later be turned into a hotel room that, quote, literally is impossible to stay one night in unless you win some sort of crazy um I've like, actually heard contest. that from, yeah. uh, from Steve, the local Disney fanatic. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, do you know that Disney World itself is the size of San Francisco or two Manhattans put next to each other? Uh, that's, yeah. I probably I don't know if I knew the exact <laughs> measurement, but yeah, it's, that's huge. Uh, it is basically its own self-governing city. Uh, that's a real thing. Like uh, Walt Disney petitioned the Florida State Legislature to create the Reedy, Reedy Creek Improvement District, which means it has self-governance within its borders. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the largest single-site employer in the United States. Uh, the Haunted Mansion is not the only place that's haunted. The Pirates of the Caribbean is also allegedly haunted by a worker who died during the construction. Makes sense. Uh, there are brown bricks in the ground of Liberty Square, which represent poop. It's it's meant to represent the raw sewage that would have been found in the streets of colonial America. To keep the historical illusion, you also won't find any bathrooms in Liberty Square either. So don't drink any sodas while going on the Haunted Mansion. It's a little bit extra. It is a little extra. Uh, more than 200 pairs of sunglasses a day are turned into the lost and found at Walt Disney World. Oh, dude, if I lose my sunglasses at Disney, those are gone. Never going yeah, back. Those are gone. I would never give, never give them a second thought. Nope. Uh, you can't get a cup, a uh, straw, or a cup lid at the Animal Kingdom. Disney doesn't trust the animals not to get their paws on the lids, or more likely they don't trust humans to not throw them where animals can get them. So that sounds like it. All right. And uh, last but not least... Disney is the most magical place on Earth, of course, unless you're a Beatles fan. In the winter of 1974, John Lennon was at Disney's Polynesian Resort for a holiday vacation with his family. It was there on December 29th that he signed the document that broke up the Beatles. Uh, Also in 1973, during the days of the Watergate scandal, President Nixon participated in a QA and a at the resort there, and it was during that session that he delivered the I am not a crook statement. I am not a crook. It was at Disney. Disney World, yeah. At one of their resorts. So there you go. Uh, That was a lot. For, yeah, there's quite a bit of Disney info. There you go. Have you ever heard about, you know, they do like the different themed days at Disney or like yeah. unofficial themed I'm days? I'm into that. I'm trying to go to Disney for Goth Day. Goth Day. Yes. Because all these goth, yes. thousands of Goths descend on Disney World, and I think it would be hilarious a lot. to be out there with like all the, you know, the Mickey Mouse and the whole <laughs> yeah. the show and all the happiest place on earth, like this flowery cartoon world, and just all these like Goths stoked riding roller coasters. Uh, be laughing all day. I would say they do this in a lot of theme parks too, where they do like a Halloween theme night, like Six Flags. Yes. I like to go to a park for one of those kind of events. Mm-hmm. Disney does that with the Haunted Mansion for Christmas, where they turn it into Nightmare Before Christmas themed. Yeah. Which seems tight. I would be into yeah haunted theme amusement park where like that's the whole theme they've got going on. Is yeah, like haunted park. I like that. Uh, on this day, two thousand and one, I have less to say about this than you probably. Uh, Scrubs featuring Zach Braff uh, premiered on NBC. Were you a Scrubs guy at all growing up? Uh, I when they, when they started playing it on reruns all the time, mm. I watched a bunch of it and it was great. Yeah, it was I, really good. Always enjoyed Scrubs. Uh, if you want to hear more about Zach Braff or Scrubs, go back and listen to our episode with uh, Uptown Theater's Devin and Brianna Mahoney. Yeah, go talk to Devin Mahoney. Talk if to Devin. If you got any Zach Braff questions, yeah. direct them all that way. Uh, I won't get into too much about the show itself. I always liked it. That was a really good show. I loved, uh, was it probably, John C. McGinley? Probably a little bit underrated. Yeah, a little underrated. Comparatively to a lot of things. It had that weird ending where it changed networks. Uh, at the last, it went to ABC for season nine after sure. being on NBC from season eight, and then it sort of changed. It was like a different kind of show, yeah, right? I don't know. Uh, it's not the first or only show, obviously, to change networks. So I came up with a list of a couple shows that have jumped networks. Before I read them, you want to guess? Uh, there's a couple of them that are pretty obvious. Uh, shows that have started with one network and gone somewhere else. This includes streaming platforms and things like that. Oh, yeah, all sorts of stuff, then, like Arrested Development, that kind of thing. Yep, Arrested Development, that's on there. Um, Community went from uh-huh. uh, NBC to Yahoo. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer went from the WB uh, from WB to UPN. Seems like a step down. 
Yeah, somehow. Yeah. Somehow I stepped down from the WB, which was already... Hmm. Veronica Mars went from UPN to the CW. Which is a come up. up. That's it's a, a come, come up. up. All right, so here we go. It's good. Cougar but Town... But I take Buffy over Veronica Mars any day. Yes, it's a better show. Any day of the yeah, week. better show. I do love... Kristen Bell, though. She's real good in the good yeah, place. Yeah, but more than Sarah Michelle Gellar? No, You're lost. No, it's crazy. You're lost. Uh, Cougar Town went from ABC to TBS, which I think is... That's a downgrade. That's a, oh, yeah. That's a big downgrade for them. And that's, I mean, not, I, that's a downgrade. Certainly. Family Matters went from ABC to CBS, which I think is kind of a whatever. Right? Like, I, Yeah, I don't... I don't know what the era specific. I don't really yeah. remember that. Well, because ABC was when it was like TGIF, and it was on Friday yeah. nights. That was ABC, but... I feel like I do remember that, but I think yeah. I was probably off it at that point. Doug went from Nickelodeon to Disney, the animated show. One Doug. of the all-time, honestly, one of the all-time travesties in yeah, the history really of bad. television. Very bad. As like, I mean, yeah. I'm a huge, huge mark for Doug. Yeah. Always was when I was a kid, yeah. um, and it was fine-ish when it went to Disney, but yeah. it was really different show, and they missed the mark. And I'm still mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you folks out there. Keep bagging those nematodes. And then uh, Futurama went from Fox to Comedy Central, which is a which is a drop, but I feel like they had a good like sort of cult like following that built up after the years. People like like Futurama a lot. It's now. uh yeah, it's definitely it's a drop to go from the one network to the other, but for Futurama they really thrived on that, I think. Mm. Uh, I don't care if I ever watch Futurama again. No. And I can't figure out why. On paper, I should love it, and when I watch it, mm. I don't mind it, but it's just always like, mm. eh. Sometimes I'll laugh a lot, but just not super invested. Uh, and just because Maiden Utica's Justin Parkinson is in the green room and he can probably hear us talking about it, we'll do this last one on this day, 2015. The New York Yankees record their 10,000th win in their illustrious history and also clinch the wild card slot, beating the Red Sox 4-1 to in a rainy New, York, uh, New Yankee Stadium. Uh, New York bullpen tied Major League record with their 586th victory, uh, victim of the season. Yankees play Oakland on Wednesday for a chance to get into the playoffs. Uh, what are the chances we're going to take home another World Series trophy this year? Kevin? In no way, shape, or form am I engaging in any of these reverse jinx, reverse jinx, high jinx that you're working <laughs> with right now. Uh, you're treading on really light territory before we've even done the play-in game. If we win the play-in game, I will give my conjecture then. Justin? What? Is it a disappointment if the Red Sox don't win the World Series? As long as the Yankees don't, he says. All right, good. We'll move on from history lessons um, into this week's. Uh, I guess we'll just, we already went longer on that than I thought we would. So let's just run through some of these uh, quickly. Uh, Facebook, another bad, bad look for Facebook this week. Facebook says security breach affected almost 50 million of their accounts. Again, let me ask you a question. Facebook's untouchable at this point, right? Like, what could Facebook really do now that would just make everyone get off of it at this point in time? Would they have to, like, I don't know, like, actually send you a personalized hate message? Like, I, I, I don't know. I feel like Facebook is, like, no one cares anymore. I don't know what it would take to get all the people <laughs> off. I really don't. I... It's it's just wild. Like I read these stories, I'm like, God, geez, Facebook. What's going on? But like, it doesn't matter though, right? Because everyone no, loves Facebook. No, it's no, too late. I, no, nobody loves Facebook. They don't even love it, but they're in it. They're tied they're in. in. It. Think about. I never go on Facebook. I don't browse Facebook. I certainly don't post Facebook. I'm almost never on. The only reason I maintain it is because it's become an integral way that people function and communicate in certain things, be it professionally or socially, like at its crux, the event scheduling and the the business promotion and all the event end of it and that stuff is excellent. Like that's a yeah, really yeah. great tool and that's a really useful tool and it's still the most ubiquitous way to maintain that kind of thing socially. 
And as long as they have that hold and that peace, it's not that people love Facebook, but it's that people are not willing to let that go. Mm-hmm. I'd be a perfect candidate for somebody to just delete my whole Facebook, but that's the stuff that keeps me every time I think about it. You yeah. know what I mean? I hear you. I hear you. It's true, too, because I, I was in a time before this podcast where I had, like, not deleted my Facebook, but deactivated but my Facebook it, account, yeah. right? And it was sort of nice. So I was just on Twitter and just on Reddit. And like Twitter is still social media, but it's not the same. It's a no. little bit more direct. No, no, it's I don't know. the same. Uh, all right, let's move on to some food news. Food uh, news. Is it Jimmy John's? News about food. Is there some? It's Jimmy John's in downtown Utica now. Yeah. Your thoughts on Jimmy John's in downtown Utica? Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm certainly not of the mindset that we need more uh, national chain-based businesses. Certainly. In historic downtown yeah. uh, storefronts. Yeah. Or taking away from you know the businesses that have been there for a long time. Um, since they opened, Mellow Subs has been doing excellent. I've seen that. Really good business. My um, son. Go in. I've been trying to go in once a week, get a sub, man. They're still the best, and they're competitively priced. What I will say, though, I'll say something nice about uh, the Jimmy John's thing. The storefront looks great. It does look nice. I love the way that it's got that recessed thing so you yeah. can sit under the building, and they've pushed the building back in so it's got like that covered yeah. patio. That's really nice. I will say, as a guy, I ride or die for Mellows. Love Mellows. One sure. of my all-time favorite subs in the city. I was hoping that the Jimmy John's would look crummier. It looked really nice. <laughs> they did a nice job with it. I Hope think it would what, look worse. what would be what would be nice is what we got to do now is don't support Jimmy John's, don't go there. Then when they close, we'll slide Mellows down to slide the Jimmy John's. Jimmy's spot, yes. Mm, I like it. I uh, wish I had any, like a. It's it's always a positive when renovations and new construction are being done on any existing dilapidated storefront. That's a great so point. at the end of the day, great point. that has been fixed, done, modernized up the codes. Now that work is done. So whether Jimmy John stays there for 20 years or 20 weeks. That's true. At least that work is done now. I will say this, though. There's no there's no comparing the two subs. The Mellow no, subs. No, no, <laughs> they're next door to Utica College. It's a great point. Utica College got point. that whole building down there, and college kids mm. are looking mm. at national chain. Why do you think that subway uh, that's inside that nice and easy right next to the actual UC campus Oh, yeah. my friendlies there, they they're, up there. they're open 24 hours a day in Smart. that gas station just because then they sell them all to the college kids on the campuses across the street. Uh, more food news this week. Dunkin' Donuts dropping the donuts from their name. They're just going with Dunkin'. I guess it kind of makes sense. People just refer to it as Dunkin' in casual conversation a lot of times, I hear. You know what I mean? Like I've heard do- teachers and people say I'm, that. I'll take the other side and I'll say, because I hear what you're saying, everybody just calls it Dunkin'. So I feel like it's one of those things where, like, look, Everybody calls you Duncan. Yeah, well, what's the point? So just just what's the point? Because if you, <laughs> yeah. because there's no going back. Yeah. If everybody's already calling you Duncan, and if you wanted to put out commercials where you were just called Duncan, that's fine. But like, you don't need to go be like, we're changing the name. Just just do it. See, like, why do you have to be like, hey, everybody, look at me while I do this? If you want to do it? Just go do it. If I'm IHOP, I double down, flip it all the way back around to a a D. I hide International House of Donuts. Now you got yourself. Uh, now you can really dig in there. Now you're dig the donut. The, what does that mean? Dig you in can there. get into the donut. Uh, they can get their quarter of the donut market now. What's the? T- t- <laughs> tell me more about the donut market. I don't know about the donut market. <laughs> tell me about the donut. Market. Can I tell you my biggest problem with this Dunkin' Donuts losing the donuts part? What's that? I actually thought that aesthetically, Dunkin' Donuts always had pretty strong branding. Incredible branding. Incredible yeah, branding. Yeah. And I, I think that. And the two words. Yeah, the two good words look good. And the DD yeah. is nice to yeah. have. Yeah, it's a loss aesthetically. That's my <laughs> one. It seemed weird from yeah. that perspective. You don't me. need to do it. Yeah. Okay, that's my only thought about it. Uh, what else do I got this week here for you? Uh, oh. 
Do you know the rapper Little Zan? Little Chan? X- Zan. Little Zan? Zan, like Xanax. Little Zan. Oh, Zan. Yeah. I see. That's what that is. He said he was hospitalized after eating too many flaming hot Cheetos. This is your millennial story of the week. Uh-huh. Uh, Little Zan hospitalized after eating too many flaming hot Cheetos. Stay away from the flaming hot Cheetos, kids. They're dangerous. Uh, do you want to hear something else? Millennials are ruining, I heard this week. Uh, divorce rates. <laughs> Did you read this? They're saying that. Uh, Divorce rates are at their lowest ever point because of millennials. Because nobody can afford a divorce lawyer. <laughs> and they can't get, they're not getting married. So they're not getting married and they're nice. not getting divorced. So congratulations, millennials. Yeah. Ruining something well, else. Think about all of us. Like, I know a lot of people that are married, but I feel like I know more people that aren't married than I know people that are married in our age range. Well, I feel like if you get married in this age range, what are the, the chances you get divorced are lower because, like, if you waited this long to get married, you probably had For to sure. be really sure, right? For sure, yeah. Okay. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a teaching story for you this week. We'll close up on this one, I think. Uh, teacher says she was fired for giving for giving students zeros when they didn't turn in their work. This is something that I've seen in the past, right? It's not always good to give kids zeros. A lot of school departments don't like it, right? right. Uh, but these kids didn't turn in their assignment at all. Teacher gave them a zero, and it ended up th- with the teacher getting fired. It was claimed to have been at least partially responsible uh, for why she was getting fired. She left a note on her student's uh, on her whiteboard that said, bye kids, uh, Miss Toronto loves you and wishes you the best in life. I've been fired for refusing to give you 50% for not handing anything in. Love, Miss Toronto. And someone snapped a picture, put it on Facebook, it went viral. Pretty wild, pretty wild story. I, I feel like, and knowing what I know about education, I feel like there's gotta be more to it than that. That can't be the only reason this lady got fired. That's my only thing I'm thinking in my head. Yeah, certainly. Like, was she obstinate to the to the school board when they asked her to change it or well, this, I mean that, that is an obstinate thing to do to be like I'm gonna stick to zero because I arbitrarily think that should be the bottom because that's what it's always been yeah if I understand I understand that when you're doing the math and you only have a limited number of assignments that if you start peppering in I like a zero on something can really overweigh work yeah. that you've done to the point where that is a detriment so if they're gonna set the new scale and be like hey look so the way that we're gonna calculate these numbers now is that 50 is the bottom then 50 is the bottom. And this lady's just arbitrary, like, no, it's zero because it's always been zero. And zero yeah. means, like, hey, it's just it's... this means you didn't hand it in. We're just going to change the way that we stack the it. chips up. It's not different. Like, you're sticking to a point on almost nothing there. A lot of young teachers get caught up in that in that problem, which is, like, you want to – it's like it's like you go to prison almost, right? You sorry, you go to prison, and it's like, how do you establish yourself? You punch the toughest guy, right? You're like, all right, I'm not someone to be messed with, right? A lot of teachers feel like they need to set this precedent that they're not mm-hmm. a teacher – was it a young or an older teacher? It said it was someone who was on... I want to say a younger teacher because it said it was someone who was contracted as a teacher on a probationary permission uh, period, which means if you're on, like... If you're not totally certified or you're on the way to getting certified, mm-hmm. you can pretty much get dismissed for any reason you want, right? Like, they can... You don't have the same level of protection. And where was this? This was... Well, it was Florida, of course. Why would it be oh, anywhere really? else? I should have said... I should have said beforehand this is news from Florida, right? Say, Port St. Lucie in Florida. So, yeah, it's some yeehaw lunatic who's not as smart as they think they are. Yeah. So, there you go. Uh, tough to be a teacher, especially when all the things they teach you in school are a lie, apparently. Uh, before we close out today with a couple minutes, I have a list I found on the internet, and I want to run through it and see what you think. These are some things that they teach you in school that turn out to be lies. You ready to run through these and scrutinize them? Yes. All right, here we go. 
Uh, first one, humans evolve from apes. In realities, humans do not evolve directly from apes, but rather share a direct ancestor with them. Completely true. So there you go. <laughs> Completely true, yeah. That's what they teach you. Ah, well, there you go. I think the whole point of this thing is that they're giving you a broad, I went yeah. to I went to religion school, and they still taught us that there. Uh, myth, Sir Isaac Newton discovered the law of gravity after an apple fell on his head. Truth, there is actually no recorded proof this moment ever occurred. What is known is that Newton spent years developing his theories on gravity, so this theory was pretty well established by the time he had to fend off any apples. Yeah, so of course. Yeah. So a lot of stuff like this. Basically. So stuff they actually teach you, but people getting confused because they don't remember school, yeah. so they're equating children's educational yeah. cartoons with what actually gets yeah. taught in schools uh, to fit their agenda. One of, another good one was... Um, uh, most people think that uh, the pilgrims left England and went straight to America. They actually went to Holland first and tried mm-hmm. to practice freely there, mm-hmm. uh, but they would not let them in. Oh, the, so, ho- the Hollandaise. The Hollandaise. We're not having it. Yeah. Which uh, they should really lean into and call themselves Hollandaise. The Hollandaise, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, not myth. Daisy, but Hollandaise, like the sauce. Like the sauce, I know. A little Hollandaise. You're saying Hollandaise. That's how my dad You're says You're throwing it. the weird Italian thing up. Hey, you gotta get the Hollandaise sauce. See what I mean? All right. Uh, myth. Columbus discovered that the earth was round when he sailed from India and not up to America. Uh, in truth, uh, everybody knew. Everyone already knew at the time. For uh, Greeks everybody had thought knew. of it almost <laughs> much like vaccinations. We knew. We knew. Sorry, I was doing uh, Tony Danza. <laughs> no, I was doing uh, Mark Ruffalo in Spotlight. They knew. Do about the kids? Here's South Park. Oh yeah. Uh, so South Park or Spotlight? No, uh, Spotlight. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm moving on. All right. Uh, let's see. Pyramids. I don't care. Great Wall of China. You can't really see it from space. That's like a myth they tell mm-hmm. you. Um. Christopher Columbus was one who discovered America. Obviously not true. Uh, we all know that already. Oh, here's one that I... You ever hear this one? People think that your blood isn't actually red and that it's blue, but it turns... Oh, yeah, that was, a, that was a huge childhood myth. Yeah, yeah, it turns Man. red when it when the it second comes it out. hits the air. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's blue as hell. It looks like blue raspberry <laughs> Kool-Aid when it's in there. But the second even an iota of oxygen touches it, red as you've ever seen. Yeah, no, it's uh, no, it's just the way that light passes through your skin. It distorts the way your blood looks. And here's actually, here's the last one to leave on. We'll go on this. I think this one's kind of cool. Uh, myth, we have five senses, which are sight, hearing, smell, touch, and like taste. Yeah. Uh, real number of senses that humans possess is debated, but most agree that it's many more than five. Uh, a lot of them include a spatial, re- uh, spatial reasoning, vibration, uh, mm-hmm. Time, direction, and temperature—all considered senses. Probably more mm-hmm. than that, I imagine. So, yeah, there you go. So, don't believe everything you read, guys. You know what I think? A lot of this stuff stems from. I think a lot of times, like, because if you're something, we'll use the blood, right? Or yeah, blood thing, like yeah. That, or the or even like the blood, or Columbus and some <laughs> of those like historical things, like the yeah. Pilgrims. If you want to tell, you know, third graders about these stories and you're educating them, right. you it's can't, you know, it's it's ignorant to sit here and think you can be like, well, actually, like that's not, yeah. you know, you've got to dumb it down for kids and you hope that you develop it as they get older. But a lot of times people get up in arms like, oh, they're dumbing it down. It's like, well, the, the kids can't are dumb. comprehend it. These yeah, kids are dumb. They're it. seven years old. Like they don't know anything. You've got to, mm. you, just like you got to cut up their food when they're young. Like you got to get it into something digestible. All right, so that's it. That's all I got for us this week. Uh, good work. Thanks to... Hey, thank you. Uh, that was nice. I, that feels like that was specifically for me. You say good work. I'm the only one here. Because well, Heather's I guess it not. is. Because Heather's not here. So Heather will be back next week. She was dealing with family and kids. Mm-hmm. And apparently being a bad parent, which we're going to watch on Vimeo after this is all oh, over. She's a great parent. No, she's a phenomenal parent. They do she a great gets, job. She's hard on herself. You know she is. She is very hard on very herself. Hard she herself. shouldn't. They really do a great job with no, that kid. No, she's the best. And he's the best. And they're the best. Great folks. Uh... Follow her on Twitter at HeatherWaz1. Uh, follow Kevin, uh, underscore Kevin Sullivan, or his brother. Follow Big my brother on underscore Twitter. Underscore Soul, underscore Inc. 
Uh, you can follow me at SF Doom or just follow the show at Uticast. We are on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher. We're taking over the web. Number one podcast in upstate New York, baby. One of, yeah, I mean, you know, putting out podcasts on Tuesdays. Got to do it. Just one of them. Got to do it. <laughs> just one of them. Uh, keep it tight, humanoids. Uh, Woodstock lives. Uh, that's it. I wonder if I just use small comments how far I could keep your ending spiel going. Just like little words here and no. there, little barbs, and keep you to roll it up. We're already more and more. No, we're already we're way over. As you continue to inch out onto that plank, onto that precipice. <laughs> Goodbye. You won't let it go. <laughs>